Free Talk Live Sunday edition. It is Ryder in the studio. And let me see if I got that. Try that again, Michael. And Michael. There we go. Did they flip around the... I feel like they flipped around the thing because I could have sworn that was Mike 2 in the past. Well, I'm here now. All right. Michael Garcia in the studio and Ryder again. Uh, sorry, I was, ta- I was holding a call. Uh, <laughs> again, I have only been on Free Talk Live one time in the past month and somehow I'm the co-host uh, host of the Sunday show. So I'm pretty flattered that someone finds me capable enough to do that. Or um, to invite someone that's completely new and doesn't know what they're doing. Michael Garcia, completely new to Free Talk Live, but not completely new to New Hampshire or really liberty activism in general, correct? That's correct, yeah. A- and you came from Florida? Uh, originally am from Florida. I-, I lived in Kentucky for a little bit. And before you moved to New Hampshire, you did a lot of video blogs, is that correct? Uh, that's not necessarily okay. correct. I was first inspired by the activism that Ridley was doing up here with Open Carry. All right. Because uh, well, to go back a little bit, I was very surprised to see there were so much attacks on videographers in America. People were being arrested left and right for that. As someone from a, I was from a very conservative background, believing that the laws were important and that they were followed. Uh, I couldn't believe that police officers didn't want to be shown on video doing their job. So it was a surprise for me. Well, yeah, and it's spreading. And if you just look uh, online for cop watch videos, they'll be all over the net of people who are just standing on the side of the road are attacked by officers for no reason. Luckily, in Keene, we've sort of trained them, for lack of a better term, to leave us alone. It doesn't seem like it's even an incident anymore, right? It doesn't happen that they get upset. Besides in the courtroom, in the lobby, if you don't have the permission. Besides that, they don't care if you videotape. Uh, yes. In Keene. But other activists have had different experiences in Keene. As I recall, some were chained to poles and arrested for videotaping. And, and Weir, do you remember that, Ryder? Uh, yeah, they were, and then they were charged with felony wiretapping, yeah. which was then dropped because the wiretapping law applying to, to, to camera usage is possibly following the letter of the law, but there's no way it's following the spirit of the law because that law was written before portable audio recorders and cameras were really even a commonplace thing, I think. I think it was written when wiretapping was actually you were intercepting someone's phone conversation. And they're public servants. They're supposed to be kept on the record. What's the problem with videotaping them anyway? I, I don't see a problem. And another thing that frustrates me is you said in the court, it's easy to get it in in Keene. You go somewhere else in New Hampshire, it's a different process wherever you go. Why isn't it the same process to get a camera in a courtroom that it's a new hampshire district court mm-hmm. they should be following the same rules everywhere and it's always up to the judge whatever the judge wants to do that's the old answer i always get i'm gonna go to the lines i think because uh we got a call right as the show started right caller you're on the thing <laughs> hello my name is vince i'm calling from indianapolis indiana what was the name uh, i listened to you guys or not to you guys but uh mark and ian on saturday night and I want to congratulate y'all because they're now on two hours uh, every night now from Monday through Saturday. And then Saturday they're on all three hours. But but I wanted to give you guys something to think about here all right. a little bit. Now, we had a gentleman here. His name was Michael Merriman from Mooresville. He was a TSA employee. And he punched out somebody over, our, I guess, a, over an argument of a parking spot. Yeah, well, on the job he did this. Well, I guess they were going to the job, but or going to the job. Both these people were, but uh, I guess they. So I don't know. It was an argument over a parking spot. 
he was released on $150 bail, and uh, he was fired from his job from the TSA. Okay. And this lady spokesman said here in a written statement that the individual involved is no longer employed by the agency and that we do not tolerate uh, assaults and criminal acts by our employees. Now, what do their employees do to passengers? <laughs> assault and sexually assault, assault them. <laughs> sexual assault and battery and... Well, that's not illegal because the TSA has authorized it by some uh, magical authorization they give themselves to say whatever they can do. Mm -hmm. See, we become a law of men, or I I, I tend to be more politically correct, a law of people. (laughs) Well, the law is whatever they say it is, right? Whatever they say it is, rather than being a, a true republic or... Well, if that if the agent had tackled someone while in uniform near a security checkpoint, he would have just been defending himself, whether it was mm-hmm. over an argument or not. Can you yeah, even I, say I, that I, uh, you can defend yourself against government agents in this day and age? I mean, can you ge- genuinely defend yourself if a police officer would assault you? No, I said the agent would be he would be deemed as defending himself right. from the passenger, from no the matter passenger. what the passenger was doing. Yeah, right. the only thing you can do if you're getting attacked by a uh, government agent is curl into a ball, I think. Really? And hope I, someone's recording. I, I hope that's not the case, because that doesn't uh, bode well for the future. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I, that's right. That's What are we going to do? I, I don't know if I can ball up as a, you know, as a coward, if I'm being beaten up by a government agent. So you're going to open yourself up to be hit harder? No. Th- that's why I'm saying that it's, it's a very tricky, dangerous situation. All right. Caller, any other give thoughts? Give you guys something else to think about. Okay, here. more know, things to think about. Um, uh, the biggest arguments that they're having with the Congress and these um, new people who voted for that Patriot Act. Yeah. I, Tea I, partiers, I, right? Yeah, I mean, it brings me back to the memory of the the old Who song, "New Boss, Same as the Old Boss." Mm-hmm. And I mean, that just, I mean. You know, a week earlier, they had voted that thing down. I just saw a video today um, that was about a year, actually over a year old, of when Obama was running for president saying, every new law that comes to my desk is going to be posted online five days before I sign it. We're going to create transparency. We're going to stop all the lobbyist gifts. And I haven't... Mm-hmm. Where's the change? There was no five days? I Well, I'll be honest, I haven't kept track, but I, I got to assume it hasn't happened. Okay. Because I haven't heard that it's happened. We, we want to be fair to Mr. Obama, you know? If he wasn't, if he didn't get give us our five days, then he should be rail, uh, yeah. raked across the coals. Well, thank you guys. You guys, and I'll listen to you the rest of the night. So, oh, I, do, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But uh, yeah. <laughs> if you have well, nothing better to do, some, I guess. <laughs> I got to do some law school work with the. That sounds very law school. That's exciting. Here later on this week, and congratulate on getting on WXNT here. So, well, it's great that the show is expanding. You know, it really is that more uh, listeners are being able to hear the message of liberty. Yes, thank you for the call. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Oops, I held him. Oh darn it! All right, got he's gone. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so law school. He's going to law school. I looked into, just not because I wanted to seriously do it, but just looking into the process of taking a bar exam. Yeah. And you can't study on your own to become a lawyer, Why? at least in New Hampshire. You have to have a law school degree to be eligible to take the bar, to be really? eligible to be an attorney. And I think there's only a couple states that there's probably an exception. I think Vermont's one of them. Mm-hmm. You can maybe intern under a certified lawyer for a certain amount of time, and then you're eligible to take the bar. 
It's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. So, Michael Garcia. Well, I was, well, I was just going to say with the law school thing, I can yes. remember uh, there was a time when I wanted to work for the government that I considered being a lawyer because I wanted to go and join the FBI. That, And so... I'm just thinking about the time of then and now, how I'm completely a different person, but I could not imagine myself going into law school at this point with what the FBI does on a day-to-day basis. The FBI needs lawyers? Is that... Well, I was told that they need lawyers, uh, that to to become an FBI agent, the two things you do is to be a a lawyer or an accountant. Hmm. No? You didn't know that? I I don't know. Hey, there's this guy in the new Survivor... He used to be a he used to be a federal agent. He says, mm-hmm. and the way he talks to people on the show, which is Survivor's a reality show, uh, where people are put on an island and whatever, whether it's real or fake, I don't I don't know. But it's a fantasy. The way he talked to his teammates was so cop like and actually creeped me out while watching. He would ask them a question if they were evasive about the question because you can be. It's a strategic game. Mm-hmm. You don't have to answer everyone's questions. He would go up to them and say, "You need to answer my question." Wow. And if they tried to change the subject, "You need to answer my interrogating questions. them." Really weird and kind of creepy. Uh anyway, we are going to break soon, but Michael Garcia coming back from break, do we have something that you've brought in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh the story and Florida as we were just t- discussing of two students having their charges dropped after being arrested for videotaping. All right, sounds good, and we will have a secret third guest coming back from break. Very this secret. is uh Free Talk Live Sunday edition. See you in a second. Free Talk Live Sunday edition of the show, 603-435-1105. You can call in Ryder here. And Michael. And Andrew. And Andrew joining us. uh, First time on Free Talk Live in what? I don't know. Sometime. I don't know. Michael Garcia is also first time ever, too. And me, I've only been on the show like four times. So I don't even know why anyone's listening. Well, I've been on the show like two times before, I think. I don't know. Probably. Wait. So you're just as experienced... As Ryder over there. No, I've been on real shows. Yeah, that's true. Real shows. Oh, this is not a real show? The radio radio. The radio radio. This is not a... This is not... Nobody's listening to this. I don't listen to this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, What's going on? How are you? I'm all right. I just walked in, so... He needs a second to compose himself. All right. Anyway, so we're going to bump back over to Michael Garcia, who said he had a story. Uh, something about video cameras. Go. Well, I Go. am trying to figure out this chair situation. I don't okay. know if I'm supposed to sit Indian style or what the deal is with Mark's <laughs> chair, but it's not good. I think... Never mind. All right. Anyway, so there's a really uh, popular website called carlosmiller.com, and I encourage everyone to go there. But there were two students that were recently arrested, charged with videotaping. Uh, well... You know, uh, obstruction, resisting, uh, disorderly conduct—the the litany that you get arrested for for video. So there were two kids just video. So they're in the park. They're just videotaping. They're they're videotaping in public. A police officer arresting another individual. So right. okay, so the cop is, uh, for example, he's at a traffic stop or something like that. Well, that's the thing is you can't see the video because it hasn't been released oh, yet. Oh, so you don't know. We only know because that's what happened. They were arrested, and they just got the charges dropped by the DA. What? They won't release the evidence? Unbelievable. Well, they had to First eventually. Time ever. They did have to eventually release it because the, the DA refused to, uh, they refused to prosecute them. In Florida, it's a one-party state. You only need consent from one party to videotape. 
unlike here in New Hampshire, where they claim you have to have everyone consenting. Uh, no, audio, that's audio recording. Well, you know, they don't really say to you, well, this is the specific, I mean the police, right? They don't give you the specifics about audio. If they don't like you videotaping, they'll just say stop recording, right, regardless but, of what the law is. Oh, but I, the law is you can take photographs and uh, anywhere, well, basically, I mean, and I, video is just a bunch of photographs in a row. I understand that for you, Ryder, the rules are very important, but for the man in the badge, they don't care. All so, right. Anyway, so one of the students is told that he has to stop uh, filming, that it's against law, and that he could be arrested, and he refused, so he had his arm put to around his back, and the camera was taken, he was arrested, his buddy started recording the arrest of his friend, and then he had that camera confiscated also. And as it turned out, they had not broken any laws, they were perfectly within their rights under Florida, stat- or Florida law, and now it's also been it's also been found out that underneath or in the uh police report that they were lying but that's the thing that's the one thing is in this story he does a good job carlos miller but sometimes he's getting the material out so quickly that it's not completely concise so he doesn't go into complete detail as to what are the irregularities with the police report oh okay so you're saying the charges were dropped yeah they were dropped they were all dropped they're not they're not going to be prosecuted they can't prosecute you for recording in florida Right, but the default, you know, answer from the cop is you can't record me. I mean, we've seen that firsthand. I know Nick, you have. I also have. I get it. Oh, I get it um, from public employees all the time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm audio is... recording. She says, I don't want to be recorded. Yeah, and I say, I, it's a public place. I'm recording, and they usually don't do anything. Right, or they walk away or hide behind a folder or something. Right. You mean even in uh, other, not just police officers, but if you go into a government building to and do it's paperwork? It's the secretary even. I mean, the secretary. Yeah, it happened to me in yeah, the that's who I'm talking about. The, uh, the jail here. Just recently. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I don't understand what they have an issue about being recorded. I mean, I'm, usually if you were in a business, a doctor's office or something, it would seem strange to record them, but they're supposed to be public servants. What's the problem with recording them? If WMUR went in there and recorded or was taking video what would in they a really doctor's office it, yes it, well then it would be up to the hospital i would well, say exactly that's what i'm saying okay it would seem strange to record in there and if they asked you to leave you, you would be obligated to leave because it's their private property but within the government building what's the why are they having such a issue with recording they're recording you probably yep most, most government buildings are recording as to my understanding in fact that almost all of them so <laughs> This, but this is the reason I brought the story up is because this is what really uh, triggered it for me as far as what's going on in America is is that people are being arrested left and right for videotaping because when when this was hap- when I was personally being awakened to this I was also I was very alarmed with the Virginia Tech massacre and I was getting involved in the firearm rights community and finding out that there's a thing called open carry and that you can carry a firearm openly on the side without a license or anything like that you don't have to have permission except on a college campus well uh sometimes and so in many different states it's not illegal to open or to carry in a college campus but they can ask you to leave okay so the default would be to conceal and you're legal but if they ever get found out you could be kicked off campus Hmm. but so what i was saying is that i was coming to a point where i was learning about uh open carry concealed carry and that there's people being arrested for videotaping because the activists online were saying, if you're going to open carry, you better carry a video camera because you very well could be accosted by a cop, which is that's that's where it came for me is that I didn't want to be accosted while open carrying. But I wanted to push the right and let people know that you have the right to open carry. You don't need a license from the state. So, well, but, are you able to carry like on public school property or 
That depends uh, on the state also. Right, and there's so many blurry lines. It's like, very blurry. I know. It, I've been in so many towns where the college property, who knows where it ends and where it begins when you have a huge town like State College, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where you don't know what's college housing and what's not. I mean, the entire city is the college pretty yeah. much. So where can you open carry? Where can't you? Well, but you wouldn't even want to open carry in a college because the only place you can open carry in a college and not get kicked out really is Utah. Utah, the you can do that just fine on university campuses. They can't do anything to the students. They can't kick them off and they can't uh, kick them out of the school. Yeah, but and then the but the person that's going to go into a school and do something bad with his or her gun isn't going to strap it to their waist <laughs> uh, openly and walk yeah. in there. Well, you would think not. Yeah, but, you can do that in Utah, but if you take the Lord's name in vain, you'll be hung. I don't. Do they still do that there? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's Utah. So, so what's been new with you, did you Ryder? Got, did you guys hear about the uh, hijacked yacht off Somalia? <laughs> no, why don't you tell me about we it? We got new news on it. Breaking news. Hijacked yacht reportedly near Somalia coast. Reaching land could complicate situation for four Americans held hostage. And a hijacked yacht with four Americans on board is nearing the Somali coast after being shadowed by a warship... Two pirates and a Somalia official. A Somalia official. He's just he's just like swimming alongside. Yeah. Wait. So a bunch of rich guys got their boat jacked uh, by some pirates. It looks like it. The three said the yacht Quest, the name of the yacht, is in the waters between Yemen and northern Somalia. One pirate gave his name as Bail Hussein. <laughs> the second, who gave his name only as Hassan, uh, said that he's in contact with the pirates on the quest. The official from the northern region of Puntland Very asked good. not to be... Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Are you a Somali uh, expert? Born and raised. <laughs> so what is the deal with these pirates, Michael Garcia? What's wrong with them? What's the what's like, what's like? going... Why are there pirates? Why are there pirates? Sure. Oh, oh yeah, that's right, because I'm an expert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're very upset. I don't, they live in squalor. They want a better life for themselves. So they see somebody with a nice yacht, and they say, well, I want that. I'm going to take it. So is it because they have nowhere else? To, they don't have farms to work on or something like that? So they just jump on a, like a rowboat and go They're just and, jealous. Their rowboat is teeny tiny. And when that guy I had, had a boat, I wanted a pirate flag to carry around, but I didn't have one. Then you should steal it. I should. I should have steal someone's boat that has a pirate flag 603-435-1105. All pirate experts call in now. Arr. Free talk live, and I unmuted you a little early. Thanks. Uh, Sunday edition, call in if you want, 603-435-1105. We have a caller on the thing. Caller, on the air, go. Hey, it's real quick comment about the whole Somalia pirate issue. Uh, I mean, first off, four rich guys driving their yacht through Somalia and having a warship follow them back to Somalia, that that's kind of like you know, getting your car jacked in Detroit and having the National Guard go after you and your car. <laughs> Well, I, think it was, I, was I think it was but, stolen for the unoriginal name of the yacht, the Quest. <laughs> the Quest. <laughs> how, how much more land could you get, really? I don't know, sure. I'm not sure what the Quest wanted to see you going through Somalia anyways. I mean, there's all that many sites to no, use your yacht. Why through. are they following it back? Are they trying to do negotiations with the pirates? That's from what I gathered. I don't know too much in the situation. I heard about it, I think, just, just today, honestly, and I hopped on Google real quick when I got to work to check out some of my news items. From what I understand, I believe it's just 
to go back. Uh, they're they're tailing it for negotiations' sake, from what I can gather. They didn't really say too much about it. It just said that they were in the area and they were in communication or identified with the yacht. So to be honest with you, I can't tell you too much more about that. Okay. I just wanted to kind of comment on the absurdity yeah. of using the military to go after a stolen yacht. I understand it's probably some it's very political and probably... It must have been an important person, right? Well, the fact yeah. that the military... Is the fact that the military responds actually encouraging the Somalis because they're holding it likely for ransom money, not just to seize the yacht and sell it on eBay or whatever? Exactly. Now they have more visibility, they have more leverage to get a higher cost. I mean, we saw what happened with that Maersk ship, the transport ship that they had. They probably would have settled out for a lot less between the company and the pirates if it would have stayed out of the international media. Because the article says the pirates are unlikely to hurt the Americans because then they won't get any ransom money. So, exactly, and that's what the one that they had with that Maersk ship, if you remember, they said that they, for the most part, and it happens in the majority of the pirate situations over there, they actually try to treat the prisoners relatively civilly. I mean, they, they try to keep them fed, comfortable, and everything, because if they return damaged or dead, then, yeah, they're not going to get any money out of it. So from what I understand, it's from a pretty big industry over there. There's entire companies now for these uh, for trade ships that uh, insure against pirate attacks, and they actually have their insurance agents communicate with the pirate agents to pay them off now, off the, you know, under the table. That's extremely interesting. So there's private pirate protection. Pirate protection. Yeah. Pirate insurance. What kind of uh, industry for the pirates? Now, how how often are they uh, boarding these vessels and capturing these people and taking these ships? I guess it's pretty common in the area. It's not too many. I mean, you only really hear about when the American ships tap and they get taken, but, I mean, other European trade ships have been caught out there. Uh, I mean, obviously, there must be some sort of uh, industry there if there's entire private sector, if the private markets or free markets try and accommodate for pirate attacks. Why are they sailing around those waters that are you're more likely to be? That is uh, the main question. You know, uh, hijacked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure why people, more people in the yacht would go through there. I understand for trade purposes why people might be going through there as a trade lane. But uh, as far as some of the yacht, I have no idea why they'd be going through there. Well, but, maybe like these rich guys. Maybe these rich guys have done everything they wanted to do, and they just feel this is the sexy, new, dangerous <laughs> thing to do. It could take and now with the military stepping in, other rich guys feel that they're safe to go ahead and do this. Well, people vacation yeah. near the Mexico uh, drug wars, too, so there's no really... Okay. Sometimes there's no logic in where people decide to go. But geographically, that's a nice area. It is. Yeah. Maybe the Somali is a nice area. Maybe. I don't know. It's just there's just some bad guys that call themselves pirates. I was way too drunk when Maybe I was there last Maybe Somali was an anything. anarchy, and they wanted to check out the anarchy life. <laughs> I that, don't know. I don't know why it is. I just wanted to chime in on that. Yeah, well, that's usually what's uh, brought up when someone brings up anarchy. They just go move to Somalia. Oh, I know, but look at Somalia. Okay, you can choose to be in Somalia. You can choose to be in Ethiopia where there is a government and it's still a shit hole. Yep. So, all right, caller. Any other thoughts? No, that's all. You guys have a good one. All right. All right. Thank thanks. you. Drop. So, Belgium, 250 days without a government. Apparently, And yeah. there's nothing to report. Where's Belgium? Uh, Europe. There. Is it near, like, Slovakia? No, it's near Germany. Germany? Yeah. So well, they don't have a government. What does that even mean? There's no federal government, as I understand. Are there I think Michael has the details. provinces and states? The, the details are very uh, sparse. I mean, it's a very short story. Just saying how they have the world record now for 250 days. The, in the world, world record? It's Yeah, it's the world record without a government. 250 days. And it was Iraq that According had According to who? It. Guinness? To Michael. <laughs> Take it according a, to me. UPI.com. Because Guinness, you need to have like a you need to have a an authorized person there. So So Guinness is the who decides what a world record is? They're the yes. only they are the authority on world records. 
I don't think. Yeah, sure. Sir, sure. I'm sure there's other ones, but well, Guinness is the number one, right? Sure. Well, uh, I mean, you I have keep... to send someone over there with a tape measure and a stopwatch, <laughs> or it's not official. <laughs> oh, so you are saying that Guinness needs to report this? All right, I'll get on it and see well, if Guinness. Reports you're saying the it's a world record, and first of all, we I'm just not talked... saying it's the UPI.com is saying. First of all, we just talked about Somalia. Yeah. So do they have a technical federal government? They then? have some kind of government being formed. I guess you know they it, have local. They don't have a, a an overarching federal. Who are you talking about? Belgium? Yes. But what does he, Somalia he, have? Oh, sorry, I was kind of he was confused. He meant to say Somalia. Yeah. Okay, so Belgium has state governments or province governments or whatever, right? Or municipalities? Yeah. Yeah. So is that how everything's organized? I suppose that's the point. Is that the story is not really much of a story. What currents are they using? Because obviously things are going smoothly, or else there would be something to report. Well, I won't and that's go the story. I mean, I won't go that far as to say that because I'm not sure. I just thought it was an interesting story that they they were having day of celebration and mocking that the people that call themselves the government can't get their th- act together to create that government that they want. So, all right. Know. Have you guys voted for this uh, NASCAR? Yes. Free state car. Yeah, I FS- did. Okay, fspnascar.com is the link to vote for this. Now, it's what what's going on? Someone has designed a car. And then you vote for it, and if it gets a lot of votes, it gets considered to be put in an well, actual... the NASCAR, it has, like, the vinyl wrap that goes around the body of the car. Sure. You know, all the graphics and advertisements and all that. And apparently there's one that's up for grabs, and there's a vote going on. So they made a promotion to yes. get uh, people that are interested to vote on a particular design. Yeah, and from what I saw, it's black and gold like Marv, uh, Pete and Nadamo's RV... And uh, it has the Don't Tread on Me porcupine on the hood. And it looks pretty cool as far as yeah, NASCARs go. But honestly, this is the most thought I've ever had about NASCAR <laughs> my entire life. You don't care for NASCAR, Andrew? Not a fan. Well, again, FSPNASCAR.com, if you want to vote for this car, uh, I guess if you vote it up, it has a better chance of winning. But I did read the rules real quick. And the winner isn't based on the number of votes that happen here. What's it based on? A top 10 finalist will be chosen based on... Both the number of votes and a panel of judges' decision. <laughs> oh. Oh, and then after that, a finalist, uh, like a grand prize winner, is chosen again. I think also related to votes and a panel of judges who judges it on creativity, uh, public appeal, things like that. You buzzkill. So don't tell people the, the rules. Just go vote. And every vote will make it one, close, one step closer to winning. Michael Garcia, uh, Wisconsin protests, go. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about this protest with the union workers, and I didn't really understand what they were upset about, so I tried to sit down and have a little bit more better understanding. They are upset for a number of reasons, one being that the governor has proposed to cut off almost all consideration considerations of collective bargaining. And on top of that, they want to uh, force, well, you want to say force, uh, consider making the consideration that the employees pay a larger percentage of their pay towards their health care and their pensions, and that has caused tens of thousands of people to come out and protest. And these are all state employees? These are all state employees in the state in- of Wisconsin. Including teachers? Of course, teachers, uh, steel workers within the government, road workers. What does a government steel worker do? I have no idea, man. Wait, aren't road workers... Did the government bail out steel wait, companies that were failing or something? Aren't road, Don't they own them? Aren't road workers uh, third-party contractors? Are they? I thought in New Hampshire at least they are. Well, Wisconsin. I guess I could look further into that. So, every okay, well, let's say every single employee that works with the government is upset because they may have to pay more for their health care and their pensions. 
And also, on top of that, they would lose almost all collective bargaining. And in result, there's been tens of thousands of protests and individuals upset about this. We should pay attention to this because if something like this happens in New Hampshire, where a governor, in fact, wants to take down the ability for the unions to be able to bargain. Well, schools have been closed near the Capitol because not enough teachers are showing up, right? Yeah, in Wisconsin. So things are starting to shut down. It's getting interesting. Right, and having the students come out in in support of the teachers. All right, well, we could possibly talk about it if you want to. Or Um, call in. When we come back, 603-435-1105. Tradition. Ryder here in the Free Talk Live studio. And Michael. And Andrew. And amp.freetalklive.com. Give the show three bucks a month and you get access to Amp Only Podcasts. Michael Garcia, go. We'll go? Okay, well, let's see what we can talk about. We were, we were on the Wisconsin protests and the fact that schools are shutting down now because teachers well, are, yeah, some are not showing down. up. Are we done with that? No, we're not done with that quite yet. All right. I did want to bring up that they are upset. I understand they're being upset because they're going to lose some of their pay. Well, lose their pay. They're going to have to fund more of their health care, more of their pensions, and they're coming out in mass. But well, it's a natural human reaction. You're used to getting, say, fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Plus benefits. Now all of a sudden you have to pay for your own benefits, no matter what, or a small portion more. No matter what. It's human reaction to be upset. This exact same thing actually happened outside of Pittsburgh a couple of years back, and they were on strike for well over a month, I believe. And who are we talking about? State employees of all sectors? Was, or? No, not all sectors. It was just more localized to a couple mm-hmm. school districts or one school district in particular. But they were on strike for quite some time, and the teachers, from what I understood, wanted to go back, but yeah. the unions didn't want them to, and the unions prevented them from doing so, and eventually. They came to an agreement, and school just lasted an extra month and a half into the summer or a month or whatever. Wow. That's like almost a whole summer. Yeah. I mean, really, the, the kids got out of school, what, July, and went back in August? Yeah, that's... But in YouTube, you'll be able to find arguments, people arguing back and forth that, you know, we need to lower taxes and that this is going to be an infringement on my right to work or whatever. I don't know. But this is people's natural reaction to force being used. So the state employees, they're getting their money through tax dollars, which is funded through coercive means. And so people are very upset. Right. Don't get me wrong. When I said it's natural reaction to be upset when your pay is cut, I'm not justifying that teachers and state workers should be getting paid based on... Right. I'm not saying that, but they... I hear many of the arguments. They're very upset about their rights being violated as far as employees... Their rights to your money? Right. I mean, if you listen to the speeches, I mean, it's kind of crazy how they're putting the wording that they have a right to work or democracies and the word democracy is being thrown around. I mean, it's basically the money of the private sector to fund these individuals. And they're very, I don't know. I mean, it's, we should pay attention because once it starts happening in other states, then we're going to see very a mass upheaval locally here in New Hampshire anyway. Well, Dave Ridley recently shot a video of the city manager. He's in Keene doing some uh, work. He's a great guy, let me tell you. He's pretty all right. Let me give you my card. All right. Uh, so he says that he approached the manager about taking a pay cut, and uh, the city manager responded. Let's see if this comes out right. Okay. 
you have any more questions to ask you. I voluntarily, I voluntarily took a cut last year. I'm the only city employee that did. Good man, thank you. So you should probably check those kind of things rather than making the assumption. Well, I never know who's going to walk past. Now, he says he voluntarily took a pay cut last year. That's what he tells Dave Ridley. Right. Um, and the city manager at that point made $121,000 a year. $121,000 a year. So let's keep listening to what the city manager has to say. I voluntarily took a cut. I took no adjustment. What did he just say? Basically, I didn't take the raise. I voluntarily took a cut. I took no adjustment. Mm-hmm. What, what? But he said the word adjustment. Why didn't he just say, I didn't take a raise? Oh, that must be their legal term for getting a raise. Boy, that did. Good man, thank you. So you should probably check those kind of things rather than making the assumption. Well, I never know who's going to walk past. I voluntarily took a cut. I took no adjustment. Thank you. So, what was the amount of the cut? If I might ask. It was the it was the cost of living adjustment for the city. Okay. Yeah. So what happened was, and he's not lying. This happened. He right. voluntarily did not take a raise one year, which is would have been four or five percent. Um, but he didn't take a pay cut. So right, it was, but that is uh, built into the contract. Uh, That's what you're saying. That uh, for as an employee of the city of Keene, he is supposed to get a raise of adjustment of living. Living, and so he said, "I I chose not to take that." Sure, he would have gotten the raise had he wanted it. Mm-hmm. But most private employment, I don't think you sign a contract that says you're going to get five percent every year guarantee. No. Yeah. Did you get a cost of living adjustment, Nick? Uh, I got a raise, but I don't think it was the cost of living. Did you and I get a cost of living adjustment, Michael? Uh, Do we well, my, get more commission then? My, my pay works off of my uh, what I put into my job. So it's based on how hard a work I do and if sales increase. It's, there's no guarantee of anything in my it's job. It's performance-based. Performance-based, yeah. To yeah, a point. Exactly. Well, to a point, sure, sure. Well, the, I did get a, a raise, kind of, in that uh, prices in our industry went up. I work in the bread industry. So, but that's not really a raise. It's that everything's costing more from a commodity standpoint. So, if we still move the same amount of product, we get paid more per item. Sure. But then that means that the dollar has lost value. And right. It, My but- point is this is what public employees <laughs> see as a cut to their pay. Absolutely. An yeah. automatic increase. And, in if, and if they get a little bit of a pay cut, they riot outside of a state. Right. I mean, it was, they were peaceful, sure, but they did have 60,000 people come out. Yeah, riot was the wrong term. It, Protest or gather. They didn't burn the state house to the ground. Oh, but the other part, part of the story I didn't mention was that many of the Democratic reps in Wisconsin, they left the state so they wouldn't be forced to participate in the vote. So they went outside of the boundary of Wisconsin. Yeah, Free Talk Live has covered this actually in the past week. They Have did they? leave and they so they couldn't get a quorum right. to make a vote. It's great. I mean, it's it basically, we do not want to come to the House. Or we don't want to have to be participating because we don't want to be forced to then side. I don't know what the problem is. They're not going to pass, or they're going to pass it, it seems like. We don't want to look bad to anybody. So we'll look a little bit bad to everybody. No, it was the people that were against the passing of the bill. Right. Yeah, they didn't show Why up. don't they, I mean, but if it's going to pass, why Why do they have a problem with coming to the state house? What do you mean? The Democrats, said they're against it. Right. They, right, they're against it. So what's the issue with going? If... Because they're holding up the process. Yeah, because they want to hold it up so that they look better to their... Consi- they're like, but they're don't taking- they look horrible right now, leaving the state and holding uh, up the process? Uh, if there was something that was about to go through that you didn't want to go through, and 14 people left the state to stop from going through, are you going to be upset with them? Well, me, no. No, you're right. So that's probably what the people on this side are saying. Okay, I mean, I don't know. I don't see how it makes them look bad to their supporters. Not to their support. It makes them look bad because they're making a mockery of the system that they per, <laughs> like that they pretend to believe in. Right. 
they're making a mockery of it by taking their ball and leaving when it doesn't go their way. Now, what's something that's interesting that I don't know if they mentioned it, but the on this week, but they brought police officers to the doors of these representatives. What presumably what was to happen if they were at those houses? To their uh, homes? Yes, that police officers came to their doors looking for them. What, I mean, what does that mean? Were they going to drag them off to the state house to vote? I don't know. I don't wonder. I wonder what the rule is. Like, if you dropped them in and then you vote while they're running out, like <laughs> if, as long as their foot doesn't touch the hallway, does the vote count? Or does the vote not count the moment enough of them are in the hallway? I don't so know. could they throw them in there and block the doors for enough time? And force them to vote. Say the Republican. Okay, here's what would happen. They put them in there. The Republicans start ta- start holding the Democrats down, right? Yeah. And then they have to, while they're doing that, they have to hit their button on the on the voter. To get one, released. One way or the other. <laughs> so if they can hit the button on the voter while holding the Democrat back in the room, it counts as a quorum and the vote will go through. I don't know. So all they got to do is go kidnap the Democrats from Illinois, bring them back. To- so, but the uh, but the locals they can't go out, right? They they have no jurisdiction. Ah, uh, they have to get federal marshals. You'd need to get bounty hunters. I bounty guess. hunters. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, any, anything so, else? And, no, I think we're done there. Okay. Andrew, I think you were mentioning something about the DOT. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I got so I think the listeners want to hear about this. Last yes. time we were on the air, I said that my car was like unsafe. Subaru made me sign a thing to get my car out, and I just got the tires got replaced. Out, got out of what? Like I brought out my car in. Shop. I got my car okay. in to get worked on, and then they looked at other parts of it and said it's completely unsafe. You have to sign this, or we won't let your car and out. And what did they say was unsafe on it? The tires and the brakes. It okay. was, and I've never heard of a dealership not letting you take your car out unless you sign something. It was, was some release that well, said most people I, just pay up. Well, oh, you mean most people... Wait, what? If that, they say you need tires, you need brakes, people are like, oh, okay, if you say so. I worked at Sears Auto Center, and we had plenty of cars go in there that looked like crap. And we would tell them all kinds of things, that you need new tires, brakes, shocks, that this and that is leaking. You didn't have inspection in Florida. So it's because of the inspection in New I'm Hampshire. I'm sure it plays some kind of factor. Because we were... At one time, I was wow. about to say to a customer that uh, this and that was just unsafe and that it could be a hazard. I was told that's a scare tactic. I'm not allowed to tell the customer. I can only say that that's something that could be repaired. So what happened, Nick? They didn't want you to use scare tactics on the customer? It, they said that me saying something may be unsafe is a scare tactic. Sears did? Sears, yeah. Oh, there so they're nice. laws against that for mechanics and garages to do those things yeah. to people. Wait, it's a law? There's, there's laws. Spec- yeah, yeah there's... I'm speculating, but... Oh, I don't know. They came up to me and said, this car's not safe and you'll have a blowout if you hit a pothole. And then like the next day I hit a pothole pretty big and I was fine. What, was the was the release... Uh, the point is, I got new tires, new brakes, a thousand bucks. I'm good. I'm not sliding all over the road anymore. You're safe. Lincoln's head can no longer be seen if I shove it in that little slot. <laughs> you know what I mean. Free Talk Live. <laughs> Free Talk Live Sunday edition, and people are in the studio. Uh, go to archives.freetalklive.com because this show and several other years' worth of Free Talk Live episodes are going to be there. Most of them are going to have Ian on them. But tonight it is Ryder, Michael, and Andrew. So a bunch of non-hosts in the Novices. studio tonight. 
Um, Andrew, you said you had something about the DOT. Right. Okay. At my work, we drive small box trucks, which if you stay in state, you don't fall under the federal laws that make you stop at DOT So like a moving stations. truck type of thing? I guess, yes. Okay. And, but because the states are so small up here, we regularly cross state lines. Most of the routes do cross from state to state, whether it be New Hampshire and Vermont, Vermont, Massachusetts, et cetera. So since I started working there... I have never pulled into these way stations that have been open on a weekly basis. Are you basis. sure you want to be saying that? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. He's not scared. Yeah. So I blow by these way stations on a weekly basis pretty much. But you're right. Re- okay, keep going. There's a couple of them that you must drive by on this one particular route. And a couple of days ago, I blew by one like I always do. And this particular day, there was a cop standing on the snowbank between the way station and the highway <laughs> Flailing his arms like a crazy guy, pointing at me, <laughs> having like a seizure because I didn't pull in. Now, and normally, now normally, when you go by them, are you sort of out of the corner of your eye checking to see if anyone's watching, or do you not even care? Anymore? I don't even care anymore, honestly. Like I, I don't pay attention. But this particular day, I did pay attention because the guy's standing there waving his arms around and pointing and like yelling. He at has me. a badge. Why didn't you pay attention? Well, so I mean, I've been DOT before. It's not a fun experience, and it could take hours of your time away. And it's the end of the workday. I don't want to spend three hours on the side of the road okay so um i continue driving and think all right they're not going to bother chasing me down they're after big trucks 18 wheelers not little you know 16 foot box trucks well sure enough this guy was bored enough to chase me down and he when he pulled me over he said to me it is dangerous for me to come chase you down and pull you over on the side of the road (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so obviously he has no regard for safety if he's willing to do that. Is it dangerous for him to chase down any other speeder too? I, I guess so. I mean, or just if it's a truck? I don't know. Apparently, I was the one putting everyone in danger because I decided to pull me over two miles down the road. Okay. Well, was it him. was it for safety? What the safety inspection? What was the excuse to inspect you? He didn't inspect me. Right. He just pulled me over. You know, show me your papers, give you a lecture for ten minutes, and then you're you're out of here. Do you have any special papers? I did get a paper that I had to sign and have my work sign and send mm-hmm. in or else they're going to target all of the trucks at our, at our work. Oh, okay. So they're gonna, if you don't sign this, then they go after? But yes. they're not going to go after anybody because... As long as I fill it out and sign it. What was the... Pa- okay. I'm sorry? What Basically acknowledging that I blew by the way station. Okay. And then it also has a spot for a signature and all it says is motor carrier signature. Well, technically, I'm the supervisor, so who would sign? I mean, I can't sign twice, can I? Well, you have supervisors above you, right? Right, but they're far away. Okay. Or we have the HR robots that we could have signed, but I don't want to deal with all that. Now, but are they going to go check? No. Whoever so the I'm supervisor have so You can else. have your employee sign it. Right, I could have Michael sign it. Are, well, sure, I wouldn't say that that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's taken care of, but... It's just all ridiculous and arbitrary, and I've been to these DOT stops in a, in a larger truck, and it's not about safety. For the most part, they get, give guys tickets for their logbooks being expired or a mistake in the logbook seven days prior to this particular day they're driving. And it has nothing to do with safety. It's all about revenue generation. When they can issue you a $100 ticket for a light being out, I mean, look at some of these 18-wheelers that go down the street looking like They have lights you know, all over the place. Trees. Yeah. I mean, what if they have... Five lights out, $500 out of, you know, they might have 100 lights over the entire truck. Some of these guys like to flash their trucks all up and 
and it's just insane. So even additional lights that they add for yeah, what? not, not your primary like the head, look? headlights, tail lights, turn signals, just your little marker lights, or if you have a string of lights along the side of the trailer, or like Christmas lights, running board lights. <laughs> I mean anything. They're what if you had a Christmas tap lights. light? A what? A tap a light? light? One of those what well, you put next to your bed, and then when you wake up and you have to go to the bathroom, instead of having to walk to the switch, you just tap the light next to your bed. <laughs> and then you can go to the bat, and then when you get back in bed, you just tap it again. I think that could slide. <laughs> what if you have a clapper? <laughs> the clap? I think it would be flashing down the road as noises are made. Um. So but what yeah, else? The DOT sucks. So I you're gonna pull just... into the DOT way stations from now on, right? Hell no. 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 The way I see it is, I've been not pulling in for a year and a half. Yeah. Plus whatever. So it's the cops got me one time. I got busted once. So it's cops one. Andrew, you know, a hundred or so. How many times do you see them operating a DOT checkpoint? Usually once a week. What do you see? I mean, you're you're doing that route every day. I've seen them once since I've done that job. What? One time. I've seen them more than once this week. I've seen. When do they you operate? You go by at the wrong time. Late, I, late morning. I go at the right time because I never see. Do you ever like randomly check your pulse? No. Okay, but you do keep apparently. going. Are you making sure you're alive? I have, I have you can a feel really you can slow. Feel I have a really slow resting heart rate. Like it's like fifty something. And our host is gonna die. It's really weird. Are we boring you? Are we boring you to death? So keep going. What were you talking about? I don't no, know. No, it's just he sees them every day almost. Not I'm, every day, but I see them every week. I've seen I mean, them once. Maybe he's just more aware. There's there's two right there at the Vermont Massachusetts border. Yeah. One on each side of the states or the, the border, and then there's another one. There's two more up north, depending on where we go. Now, I'm not as brave as Andrew here is to just drive by him. I never once have pulled in in these little trucks. I, I have pulled in once, and I was waved through immediately. Right. They're, so, they're usually not they didn't after even talk those to small you? box trucks. No. Well, I, I did roll the window down, and he did say, go ahead, waving me through. Okay. That was the extent of the conversation. So, But I won't wait. I'm not going to drive through him now, especially now that he got pulled over yeah, i would have checked you for immigration immediately <laughs> why is there something that makes you think i'm an illegal no <laughs> what, what's what are you talking about immigration still don't i talk like a southerner have you ever been through one of those it's that big mexican flag you have hanging in the uh, back of your truck. what what it's one immigration check they like don't ha- i've never seen one in florida ever. i was in san diego and it wasn't active but i saw their permanent station along the side of the road that was Border Patrol. This, this is not the this, roving ones, right? I've seen I, an INS a sweep in one. Florida. That was bad. What's that? An INS sweep where they go is around. like a big broom? No, they basically <laughs> go to like construction sites or job sites and round up all the illegals. Now, I'd be interested in setting up the ICE agents doing something like that. To pay, uh, putting dirt all over my face. Making my hair look Just messier than it is now. Dirt on, because all Mexicans no, that are sneaking to the border well, have dirt on their face. Well, it's just my face isn't very dark, you know? <laughs> so it's to try to obscure my light complexion compared you wear to the someone working outside. Wear the white t-shirt, jeans, and the one button on your flannel <laughs> shirt at the very top. Uh, okay. And carry a pail. Now, people have... Uh, <laughs> In your car? No, just on the side of the road. Oh, he just wants to, oh, wait to get picked up for a job. Oh, people that would be uh, classified as American citizens have been deported, though, uh, even th- by those immigration sweeps. Even though they were citizens, they were well, allowed I know, like, to in be Costa there. Rica. They started cracking down on the illegals in Costa Rica, whether they're from Nicaragua or wherever. Yeah, and it's really a joke. I mean, they'll come in, they'll deport you. But what they do is they just come in, and usually a lot of the illegals are hookers yeah. in the town, so they come into the bars, run up all the illegal hookers, throw them on a bus, take them to the border, dump them, 
And two days later, you go back to the same bar, and all the same hookers are there. <laughs> Guys, come right back. It's just a minor inconvenience. I have for to interrupt jobs. real quick because we're going to be playing a game. Okay. I invented this game. It's the best game ever. So I need you guys to open Notepad on your computer. We're going to work on this during the break, and we'll come back and determine a winner. The game is, I go to a website, a news website. I find, like, you know they have, they have all the headlines listed, right? Yep. And some of them are kind of obscure. So I pick a headline, and then we all in the room, I haven't read the story, we all write the first paragraph of the story. Yeah. You know how the first paragraph is always the sum up of the entire story. So we write what we think the first paragraph would be. Then we come back from break. I actually read the first paragraph. Closest person wins. Good idea? What if you're illiterate? Uh, you probably should. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so. Okay. That's the, fine. The article headline, this is from foxnews.com under the South subsection, so nobody's getting an unfair advantage. The article headline Man killed during break-in attempt. So, write the first paragraph of that story, and we'll see what happens. Who wins? All right. All right. <laughs> and if we have to go past the first paragraph, I guess we will. If it's just... I guess we have to find out why he died. Anyway. Free Talk Live. Call in if you want. 603-435-1105. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live Sunday edition. Riders in the studio. And Michael. And Andrew is also in the studio working intently. He has passed the time limit. Now, when we went to break, I introduced a headline to the room. And the object is to take the headline and write in your own in your head what you think the first paragraph of the news story would be. This is the worst game ever. Um, so, Michael Garcia, you are ready with the, and the one who's closest wins. And it sometimes get, it gets interesting. Oh, we have to be close. I just thought we had to be entertaining. No, the you closest one wins. Oh, damn. So. <laughs> so it sometimes gets interesting if nobody's close at all someone yeah. still has to win you got to figure out who's the closest you just take some obscure detail they made sure. michael garcia you are ready go with your fake news article oh. to the headline um synopsis what was the headline it was a man killed during break-in attempt okay good so the synopsis two local teams attempting to break into a home woke the owner the owner, who was drunk from the night before, stumbled down his hallway where he lost his balance and fell over his balcony of his staircase, breaking his neck. Yeah. That's the synopsis. Oh, you're saying the victim of the homeowner? The victim... That, that he... The the homeowner was awakened by a jiggling at the doorknob yes. or whatever, and, and his attempt to see what was going on died. Oh, there you go. All That's- right. All right. You took a different angle than I did. I thought the man who was doing the break-in was uh, the one killed. Yeah, that, me too. That would be or Andrew, what would happen. Go ahead with yeah. your paragraph. <laughs> All right. A 42-year-old man suffocated himself to death in an adult novelty store. <laughs> His wife sent him on an errand to pick up some items that she requested to uh, spice up their love life. But he was too embarrassed to go buy them and wanted to avoid the socially awkward setting of having to purchase them at the store while it was open. So he decided he's better off breaking into the store late at night. While he was in the store, uh, surveillance footage shows him in the anal bead section. And he got uh, quite excited, <laughs> grabbed a couple of items, 
and also a book on autoerotic asphyxiation, went behind the counter and couldn't wait to get home to test out his new toys. All right. Interesting, interesting. Mine. That's got to that's be a, you know. A would-be thief was it. found dead inside a Texas home late Saturday. It appears, insert name here, decided it would be the best course of action to break a sliding glass door with his bare hands. It appears he was massively cut and bled out on the floor indoors. Now. His name was insert name here. I think I know that guy. I am going to click this article. Man killed during break-in attempt. It is loading. Mobile police investigate a fatal shooting Saturday. Officers responded to burglary in progress in the 7500 block of Oak Drive West around 2.20 a.m. They found a man with a gunshot wound. That's really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Like it should be. Mobile fire rescue later pronounced the man dead at the scene. Police identified him as Aaron Miles. Investigators say that Kirkland... Aaron Miles Kirkland, investigators say that Kirkland drove to the residence after an earlier dispute and was attempting to kick in the kitchen door when the resident fired a shot through the door, killing him. So there was someone inside. Actually, it is kind of interesting. It took a turn. Um, Homicide detectives continue to investigate the deadly shooting. And if anyone has any information. So the resident inside the house shot through the door, killing the would-be burglar. Yeah, that's probably what would usually happen. Who wins? What do you mean, who wins? Who wins out of the room? Clearly like, who was, was the closest? You? No, you didn't even know the rules. <laughs> well, you don't win. <laughs> I picked that the guy breaking in died. Yeah, yeah, you win. And, Be- you know, I just went the other angle. Like I said, it gets interesting because I was not close at all. Well, see, I got too much anxiety knowing that I had to write something. And you picked something from. You got too much anxiety knowing Auto you had to write something? Erotic asphyxiation, you know. And we have a caller, so we're going to go to the caller. After we got over that really awesome game. <laughs> Caller, go ahead. Uh, when you were talking about um, how public sector workers believe they have a right to your money, uh, I do encounter people who actually believe that. There was this one time I tuned into NPR and uh, the Tavis Smiley show was on. And the co-host Cornell West said this phrase, charity is not justice. Apparently he was referring to a conversation with a caller on a previous show where they were talking about uh, something to do with rich people giving charity to poor people, and the fact that in Cornell's opinion that wasn't enough because those poor people deserve that money, and so the money should not have to be given through charity. It should be provided through some kind of redistribution scheme. That was my interpretation, at least. I can't remember any of the exact words. But I imagine a lot of people actually believe that anyway. Uh, I have a hard time cracking through this with a moral argument. My best inroads at spreading liberty have been by convincing people that taxation is extortion under the threat of imprisonment. But how can you even begin to try to spread the message of liberty to someone who genuinely believes that uh, that some people deserve the largesse of others? Hmm, well, that's a really good question. It's kind of complicated. Mm-hmm. You could go a few angles, but one that it, you've already said that you have difficulty with the moral aspect. How far do you get in that conversation with the morality of it? If you could give me an example. Oh, I've mentioned this on a previous show that none of you were on. <laughs> um, uh, usually the pitch I go is I talk about a demo situation. Uh, I, I say there was this guy in New Hampshire who got arrested for speaking out in court. Uh, what do you think should happen to him? Everybody usually says uh, he should be thrown out, just like when somebody you know cusses you out on your own property, you just throw them off the property. Yeah. And then when I reveal that he got jailed, for 60 days, they're, they're always shocked. And that leads me to uh, explain that, you know, why is it that the government has these special rights where they can do things to people that we don't let anybody else to do? 
And from there, the next step is, well, what about taxation? You know, when in the private sector, if somebody doesn't pay a debt that you think that you owe them, you can't go over to them, uh, take them out of their house, throw them in a cage, and then sell their house. That's uh, criminal, yet we let the government do it. Uh, well, yeah. what one would argue that living in this country, you're agreeing to the contract that is the laws of the government, and according to the government's laws, they can do that. Because if you had a contract with someone that said, if I can't pay you, you can take my house and sell it to pay your debt, or my debt, uh, then that would be acceptable. But it's difficult. Mm. So that contract you mentioned, uh, a social <laughs> contract, that doesn't exist in reality. I'm not but backing it up, I know but that's what people would say. Right. So the difficulty the caller is expressing is how do you... How, how do you, you convince th- someone that poor people don't deserve someone else's money or have no right to it? But when, there's, when, they're, when they're backing it up with a contract that Ryder was well, explicitly Well, the difference about. is the government can t- change the contract at any time. Whereas if I have a contract with you and it's in effect, I can't just go change it and cross out the part that says you can take my co- uh, house yeah, whenever I, I want. I usually understand that part. Uh, where I usually run into trouble when I do that conversation is, is that people understand that it's unfair the, the way that the government is able to treat some people, but they say that, well, we have to have rules. We have to control things. Yeah, right. right. It's it's that it's that paternalistic mentality that uh, some rules, you know, even like a dictator is better than anarchy. Is the opinion that some people have. Well, there are rules in every aspect of life, whether they're written down or just unspoken or just the way things work. I mean, Michael, you had a situation you were mentioning off the air about um, an area where traffic lights were out, and there is a written down rule that nobody knows. And because of that, some people obey it, some people don't. But as a rule, you know, things still work. No one was dying. Wait, are you gonna like are you zone. gonna tell us the rule that nobody knows? No. There's a rule out there that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but things still only I know. Alright. I guess it has to do with the traffic lights being out. Right. Caller, did you have anything else? No, that's all. Thank you for Thank the you. call. Difficulty convincing people to liberty is gonna happen all the time. We will be back if you want to call in 603-435-1105. That's the live call-in line if you're listening on Sunday night to Free Talk Live to your co- No, I'm the host, I guess. I'm the normal host, Ryder. Michael. And Andrew. Normal is a subjective term. Um, guys, you wanted to, we had, we just had a caller that called in about how do you convince a poor person that they shouldn't no. steal from no, rich people? No, pay attention, yeah. Ryder. No, he was, what he was, con- he was trying to understand or come to an, uh, try to find a way to talk to someone who is, who is upset that there are poor people in the world and that there are far more well-off to do people and that taking money from well-off people and giving it to poor people is okay. Okay. And how ba- do you really... Basically, the, the person that the caller was speaking to felt that people are inherently bad and would not give to help the poor if the government didn't take. Or that's not enough, either. Right. right. Or it's not enough. I mean, they wouldn't give enough to help the poor. So, basically, what he's saying, if people are generally bad, I mean... How could he expect any group of people to be in charge of dishing out this money? And also, when you are stealing from from the productive class of people to give to the unproductive class, 
the unproductive class grows and grows and grows, and the productive class shrinks, and eventually the pot runs dry. And but they hold these rich people up, billionaires, and the you know the top one percent of earners as the people that need to be taken from. Hmm. Well, that top one percent of earners, taxes have gone up how much recently? They're constantly going up more and more and more. Well, I heard a statistic recently: the top one percent. Over the past couple of years, their earnings have increased 35%, while everyone else's has gone down. Their, in, their earnings? Yes. So What they're making, they, they're, caught, they're basically, their income has gone up 35%. Well, it was my understanding okay, that the top percent are able to bypass paying taxes. Right, they the, are, the because they pass the cost on to the working class. Or oh, let me just hide them all together. That too. That they can hide they them in offshore loopholes. accounts. But if, they were, if everything was on the up and up. They can still just pass the cost on to the consumers. Well, everything gets passed on. The taxes you pay right. get passed on to your employer who is paying your salary. So overall, everyone would have to pay everyone else less if the government wasn't taking off the top. Um, and to say that is to suggest that they're wasting money. And they kind of are because like Absolutely. you said, I mean, the government, sure, they provide services to an extent. But like I you like said, services, though. like you said, if the person making this argument believes that people are bad in general, then putting those bad people in charge of redistributing wealth is going to mean that at least half that money that's coming in, probably more like 70 or 80%, is never going to see the hands of the person that, the poor person that needs to be helped. Those bureaucrats got to get paid. Yeah, they have to take their cut, and their bosses have to take their cut, and their underlings have to take their cuts. And they have offices. Yeah, and- they got to pay to keep the lights on there. So... It's very difficult to try to express the the idea that people are going to be better uh, taken care of without having to coerce the charity, which it's not called charity. It's not charity if you're coercing individuals to pay. Well, and the other thing is the people who are getting these handouts are still given one vote every election cycle, and so is the rich person. Right. So what I'm trying to say is only landowners should have votes, right? Uh, I don't know about that. But... <laughs> In an, in an extent, we're going to get to the point so if we're not already. <laughs> True. Yeah. If, if we keep on this path, if we haven't already hit the point, we're going to hit the point where there are more people benefiting from the handouts. Well, it's already now. That's what I was saying. The pot's going to run dry, or the the you know the leeching class will outweigh the productive class. Uh, if it hasn't already, yes. And the only way to fix it, the only way to keep it going, is to keep printing more money. Uh, which just makes all the money worth less, as we know. Yeah, I mean, look look at the nations that it's happening, the hyperinflation's happening in. So, I don't know. I guess we probably need a new form of government, something like a, a randomocracy, where every four years they just pick a name out of the, out <laughs> random, of the random Did thing you just and come like, up with that? Randomocracy? <laughs> and then you're the president. You get a letter and you're like, congratulations. They have a lottery the, machine with names on the ping pong balls. You are the president. Well, that, that's right out of Monty Python, right? Where they have the... One guy that becomes the the king. I haven't seen in the Holy Grail. What is that? Is that a movie? <laughs> oh, stop! <laughs> okay, I know it's a movie, yeah. but I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Nick hasn't seen anything of any value. You ever. have though. Yes. Right. Okay. So the king is riding along the countryside, and he asks a uh, peasant who lives in the castle, and they have a conversation. He says that we live in an anarchist, uh, syndicalist society, and someone is just the king. We take turns being the king. <laughs> And he, the king doesn't understand how that could be, that he's the king of, of all the British. You should see this, Nick. This so they just rotated stuff. being kings? They just rotated, yeah. And, and they how get, did it work? Well, It's like they, class leader when you're in kindergarten. 
And yeah. like every day there's a new line leader. Yeah. yeah that someone, was awesome. Do you miss being in kindergarten? But then it used to be cool to be at the back of the line. So people would fight to be the back. I remember wanting to be in the back of the line, in the back of the classroom, sleeping. Wait, the back sleeping. of what line? The lunch line? Or no, what? any you, line. Hang on. No, you, you're going to like lunch, right? Mm-hmm. You just get in line as a class and then you walk you in not, a line. Yeah, you remember that. You march down to lunch. We were all marched in lines, Andrew. I don't remember. You, it's in elementary it's been, school? It's because you hit it in the back of your mind because right. it's a horrible- it was insignificant. It's a horrible, horrible idea that's or training children to be in prisons. I went to Catholic school. We were in. We were all in formation at all times. We were supposed to be quiet to go to the lunchroom and go there and this. And, and the pray. teacher was like, the teacher would put her hand out and she's like, I should only be able to see one head. Uh, so yeah. you only should be, well, it would only work if the teacher was like as tall as the person, as tall as the kid in the front. She but her point was. was you needed to be in a perfect line so that she can only see one person formation. and everyone else is blocked. So it's perfectly so the straight. the kid halfway up the line. <laughs> His weights are coming out of the edges. Yeah. Of the line? Oh, boy. Oh, I don't know. One of our schools had no windows in it. That was pretty prison-like. One of the whole... The whole school the didn't whole have school, windows? Well, they had windows in the cafeterias, but nowhere else. No, that's not uh, that unsurprising. Some of the schools in Jacksonville, Florida, didn't have windows. Really? Yeah. yeah I found it very strange. Like, there was did no that, fresh air, sad. no sunlight, nothing. That was in my... My school had windows everywhere. Now, I'll did Florida schools have air conditioning? Oh, yeah. Of course. Okay. You have to have air all right, conditioning. I, was just, I don't know. A lot of New Hampshire schools... I yeah. would say no New Hampshire schools have air conditioning. Even Most though of the ones I went to didn't have them. It can get pretty warm near the summer hours. Summer hours. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, we don't. We're, we're nearer to up, being up here. So you would know, Nick, right? You're a native, lived up here all your life. Any other elementary school discussions? We could go in the room and share elementary school stories. <laughs> all right, it's time for gym. Everyone go outside and run around for a half hour. That wasn't That was recess. No, it was gym where you just run. Like around the school. It was called both. Over and over, around the track field. Eh. Oh, we did the one mile run, I guess. That was the closest thing we did to doing that. But he actually, we actually got timed, I yeah, think. Yeah, we did a mile swim. Well, I went to church uh, every Friday. Did any of you guys From do that? From school? No. Well, yeah. When you go to Catholic school, you attend mass every Friday. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what, your government school didn't have mass in the middle? We didn't have church no? in school. I'm sorry. Here's something that's been bothering me recently. It's these, you go to a, a website, it not, isn't even necessarily a news website, usually is though, and there's these sponsored articles, right? And you click on them and it looks like an actual article. It says, how can you be happier and less stressed in 2011? Do you ever feel down, stressed, or anxious? Millions of Americans I struggle do. with stress, anxiety, and mood problems. Now at this point, I'm like, whatever this is about, I am so excited. <laughs> They can wear or tear on your body, leaving you feel... And then you look down a bit, and it just has links to... Cannabis. No. I'm not that easily sucked into any news article, I guess. It has links to trials of medication, and I feel tricked, and I kind of feel like they're trying to get me. Lumiday. And it upsets me. (laughs) You've been hoodwinked. Opinions? Well... Why do you get tricked? You shouldn't be so easily sidetracked from whatever you're if doing. If someone's advertising to me, I want to know. I don't want it to be in this article. Now I don't even know what's real and what's fake anymore. I well, guess everything's just trying to get me. Everything's fake. And Every, this ha- Everything's trying to get you? This happens when you go and you search. I think I brought this up on another episode. You go search uh, for a site. Say I was going to say this medication, then type in review. And I you find that medicationreview.com. And they've got either they've sponsored a site or like one of their competitors has registered that domain to say, well, this medication doesn't work because blah, 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 blah. 
So it sounds like they're trying to be nice to you. And then all of a sudden it's like, but here's something that actually does work. And it's another medication for the same thing. How I, many nothing, medications are you on? What are you, geriatric? I'm on all sorts of medications, and I take surveys online daily trying to make hundreds of dollars. Dad was talking about anxiety and relief. You should look into it, because I think you Free need iPad some. if you shoot the monkey. Six zero three four three five one one zero five. Free Talk Live. If you want to support the show while also shopping online, go click over to shop. I guess you can't really click. You should probably type it in. Shop.freetalklive.com into your browser. Ryder here. And Michael. And Andrew. And uh, I brought up to Nick during the break, or Ryder, whatever your name is, uh, about a 911 call I heard on another podcast that was absolutely hysterical. So Nick has that for you. Uh, let's not get into that, yeah. If it's not an emergency, you don't call 911, sir. Well, I have a, qu- a legal question. Is it life-threatening or no. an active crime in progress? Crime in progress, possibly. <laughs> That's the but best there was no robbery, burglary, or even an emergency. Oh, I got the Associated Press version. You could call oh, a cannabis conundrum. What's going on? I was just growing some marijuana. I was just wondering what the... How much, you know, trouble you can get into for one plant. You're growing marijuana and you want to know how much depends on how big the plant is. It's only a seedling. <laughs> it didn't take long Why? for police to track the call to Michelson's home. There they found a small amount of marijuana and drug paraphernalia. It's a first. Oh, yeah, I, I failed. I, I, I didn't bring up the full thing. Yeah, hey, you ready for this one? He's learning. This is one. They're all from news sources. Is this an emergency, sir? Look up original. Received a most unusual call from 20. I mean, first of all, how stupid is this guy? And second of all, how bored are these cops that they track down the guy's address from the 911 call? Well, they're not bored. That's their job, right? They believe it's their job is to go and find illegal plants and paraphernalia. I guess they're doing their job so well, there's nobody in danger anywhere. And no real emergencies to take care of. You know how many people could be in danger if they weren't there? Hang on, I'm trying to find the real... We'll just hold the show off for you. No, we should. Awkward silence. You're growing marijuana (laughs) and you want to know how much depends on how big the plant is. It's only a seedling. Seedling? No, it's possession. If I was the number one operator, we'd bust again laughing. That's okay. hang on. This is the funniest part to me. A roach in a car. <laughs> She's she seems to know the terminal. You know, it's possession. Okay. You can get pinched for a roach in a car. So the nine one operator seems to know the terminology maybe that's common knowledge yeah that's you could pretty get pinched com- for the well, roach that, in the car. What's the chance that she's a smoker herself? Pretty high, right? Well, that's my point. <laughs> is she can just get away with it because she has connections. Well, you don't have to go. T- maybe I mean she is involved within the police bureaucracy, right? I right. mean she could just know the terminology because she has to know it. She don't have to be involved. She could believe that it's wrong and bad. But she's a dispatcher for nine one one. Whatever. She sounds like a little bit of an older lady, so maybe she, you know, she's been around. Well, I think yeah. cops probably know as a whole more terminology than I know. They probably would. They they would know more about weights of various substances and. Probably more items and what they call paraphernalia. Okay, someone in the chat brought up a question that I thought was pretty good. Okay, in the chat. When is it moral to call the police or what kind of situation warrants calling the police? When is that okay to do, if Uh, ever? 
why would it not be okay to call the police if, say, you look out your window and from a liberty perspective, people are getting beaten? Well, in the street, like there's a gang beating uh, in the that's street. That's even. I even think that may be questionable at what? times. Yeah. What are you supposed to can do? You, what if well, you can handle it yourself? Or if, what if, if you, you have, have a friends? big enough gang what if you in have your Pete house Air with you? Yeah. You but, don't need cops. Okay, say you handle it, but the best you're going to do is stop the beating. Right. You're not going to be able to hold these people accountable in the court of law like the police could. <laughs> say you hold them, you're like, okay, you call the cops. Accountable okay. for what? Well, even accountable if, for beating someone up. Right. But, but what is if the they, restitution? Are yeah. you, are, if they, what? what? Are you about? How is that victim going to get restituted? What? I don't know. If the police... Exactly. But it, what if There's you just let the guys chance. go... No, you don't necessarily have to let them go. Maybe you can somehow get the guy to restitute the victim. I mean... Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's going to happen do. either. <laughs> right. Gonna, but the, the cops aren't going to help the, the victim, really, beyond I mean, what you can, I can do. I can think of some situations. If my child is missing or lost, of course I'm going to call the police because that's the organization that I have to go to. I'm going to go to that. a lawsuit to get money from the perpetrator to the victim is going to be far more likely if the perpetrator has been charged criminally by some police officers. True. So? But it would... But, but, the, the, but that's not exclusive, The correct? restitution would come with a civil suit. Right, which is more likely to happen right. if you is call it? the police and have the police arrest the guys why? that did it. Because you're in the government courts. No, but why is it... You cannot civilly sue someone? Or you say more likely. So I'm saying it's saying more, more likely. likely. You, have a, you have a backing for a civil suit. Look, he's been charged and, and convicted, convicted or pled yeah. out or whatever. That's well, true. That so may be true, that but you may want to. I, in my personal opinion, I'd want to try to avoid a criminal matter if I can, in the criminal courts. That may not be possible if you, for instance, have a uh, self-defense shooting and you, in fact, have to shoot somebody and you don't kill them. They're going to end up going to criminal court. If I had to shoot someone in my own self-defense, the first thing I'm doing is then calling the cops. Well, yes, and you, saying that you want to hey, do guys, that. Yeah, I had to do it, and they probably will come arrest me or something, or handcuff me at no, least. They won't arrest you. Well, they would ask you where the gun is, and then get the gun. And they're just going to believe me that I was protecting. Well, myself? it depends if you have the castle doctrine. Then the the legal stat or the legal doctrine states that you're a presumed innocent. There's no castle doctrine here in New Hampshire, but in other states where there's a castle doc- doctrine, you are presumed innocent. And the state has to prove that you were in fact negligent, or that you intended to kill somebody to be convicted. But what about to be just Arrested real quick. Well, it depends on the municipality. Yeah, I a suppose. lot happens before the conviction, as far well, oh, as it, it what depends. the cops do and the reactions. Okay, to so certain... it depends on some areas. If it's a small town, the cops, if they know you, they know everybody. This they... is such a tangent, kind well, of. Nick Ryder is. is a known name locally, so I think he might be okay in that situation. But you I, might, or I be a... might not be. I don't, I don't know about here in New Hampshire because the cops they think they're on by okay. You mean I wouldn't go to jail? You wouldn't um, be. I wouldn't be convicted. Possibly you wouldn't have the crap kicked out of you initially. And but it goes in the paper. The cop car. It goes in the paper. Nick Ryder arrested on suspicion of of possibly killing home invader no, they wouldn't say suspicion something. they would say what appears to be a self-defense shooting they just had a situation like this in new hampshire it wasn't even a shooting a guy pulled a gun out and then was charged with criminal threatening to a woman and sentenced to three years yeah. in jail and he got out he, he did get appealed out. to the what some but after how much trouble did he have to go board? to get out exactly there was a he wasted time in that's what i'm saying court. a lot that happens before conviction well and he's still convicted we're talking oh, about ward board ward Bird? Yes. Correct. Yeah, he's still convicted. He's still he just let out of jail. Yeah. But he's out of jail. So it is. At least somewhat he's free at this point. 
like I said, there's no castle doctrine in New Hampshire. So there, there would be – in that situation, he would be presumed innocent, and the state would have to prove – all it was was the woman's word against him. All right. So back to the question. Yeah. Have we yeah. answered it? Well, when is a good I said time to call the police? One particular scenario, two particular scenarios. Well, I, I basically said that I, I would personally try to avoid taking that individual to a criminal case because I wouldn't want them to have to go through that. I, but where I'm not is your get, line? I'm not going to get restitution taking someone to court. My, I guess my line is if I can avoid putting someone in a jail cell, I will. That's the line because we don't live in a perfect world where the principles of liberty can be uh, obeyed at all times, at least the ones for me. If you so, can avoid putting someone in a jail cell if someone, by calling the cops? No, no, by not calling the cops. Okay. Because what you said was if someone was being beaten up right. across it, sometime, maybe you have to call the police because otherwise that person's going to die. I think most fights go, you know, without calling the cops. They usually get resolved without the police Well, that's being the point. Involved. I mean, how long are the police going to take to get there once you call them? That and Either the person's going to be dead or the fight will be over. Where do fights happen usually? In a domestic know. situation or at a bar or something like that. And usually they get diffused by the bystanders or the fight just takes, you know, plays out. Uh, so are you talking about like a group, a group of guys kicking the crap out of one person? Or? We were thinking of situations where it would be good to call the cops. And I would say if someone's being... I would say no. All right. Kidnap child. That's when you call the cops. Self-defense shooting. Call the cops. When your car is stolen, call the cops because you need that insurance. I form. guess if you knew that a child was like kidnapped next door rather than going over and handle it yourself, it would probably be smart to call the cops. Well, they have the resources. Yeah, if you were attempted to handle it yourself, you'd probably be pinned as the the uh, the suspect. Right. And then the cops actually come and you have the baby running out. And well, and you don't have the ability <laughs> to shut down the like, highways. No, I was, I was, then they search your house with a warrant. There's an Amber the Alert in the closet. system. That would be something else. What do you say? Nothing. <laughs> um, Arizona girl hurt when bounce house blows away. <laughs> a you... gust of wind picked up a bounce house with two girls playing inside Saturday. That's my biggest fear. Dump, <laughs> dumping one in the yard, but carrying the other two houses away and dropping her onto a roof. Two houses away? Wow. So she's in one of these like giraffes bouncing around. Giraffe? Is it a giraffe? The blow-up giraffe? I didn't ever saw a giraffe. I just saw bounce houses. It said a house. It didn't say a bounce giraffe. I'm making I up say bounce giraffe. giraffe. How big is it? I assume it was a giraffe. How can you assume? <laughs> you're reporting or like the a news. Hippo. It said house. All right, a bounce house. So it was like a castle, like one of those castles. It didn't thing. say castle. It said a house. No. So it was a it was a big shoe. Words are important. You're a big shoe. <laughs> <laughs> the incident in the town of Marina left a 10-year-old girl with serious head lacerations and other injuries. She was taken to a trauma center. Blah, blah, blah. The 10-year-old has carried more than 100 blah, feet blah, blah. What happened for falling there? out onto the house. You yada yada the best part. About two dozen roof tiles were shattered by the impact. That is the most important part. Two dozen roof tiles lost in this uh, incident. You don't want to do an introduction? No, Michael, do the introduction. This is Free Talk Live. This is your novice host, Michael. And Andrew. And Ryder in the third chair. No, That's wait. First. I'm in the first chair. What were we going into? Oh, I forgot. It was this thing. Um, did you guys see... This was really big news either... I guess it's been about a week since it broke. That news reporter, they cut over her to their, her during the Grammys, and then she said something that made completely no sense at all. 
I did hear about this, and did, they thought it was a stroke. Yeah, and they immediately took her into observation. And at this point, they said she's, she's thirty-one. O- by the way, okay. At this point, they've said she's okay. It was a migraine, but they're going to continue to monitor her. Did you guys hear the audio? A migraine caused. I heard. I the haven't audio. even heard I don't this think story. A migraine could possibly cause that. Oh, what I did think I? It's more likely it was a seizure. Hang on. I was too busy this week. I did not see the story. I keep hitting mute on this thing. I forget. Branson is live at the Staples Center with highlights and backstage coverage we're seeing for the very first time. Sarit. Well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy vertation tonight. We had a very Darrison. Oh, that's so sad. Bite. Let's go to Darrison. Let's for the bit. They had the pet. Oh, my goodness. That's That's got to be really frightening. And the Grammy. You can see on her face. She is kind of scared. And it, it's hard to not think it's funny. So. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to laugh at it, but I feel really bad for her. That well, a very, very heavy, uh, heavy vertation tonight. We had a very Darrison. That must be very stressful. Let's go to Darrison. Let's for the bit. They have the pet. I I can tell exactly what she said. I don't know about you guys. I thought Nick is cracking up here. This poor woman. I have issues. I am on the internet so much. Like all these stupid stuff is hilarious. I've seen Nick laugh at some really, really sad things that no one else would laugh at. What else? I don't know. I've seen you watching Fat Man, your (laughs) favorite internet person ever. (laughs) Laughing about this way too many times. Just fat guys on YouTube. How is that not hilarious? It's disgusting, first of all. (laughs) They just take their shirts off and then talk to the camera. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and do a number of really gross things. They just try. They hide chicken like, like ham under their man boobs. How do you have time to be on the internet so much? How am I what? How do you have the time to be on the internet so much? How, I don't know. I only work a few hours. How many hours do you work? Eight or nine hours a day, and then I come home yeah. and go on the internet. Jeez. I don't have to take care of a wife. And he takes off work so, on a regular basis, too. I don't take off work ever. You always take off to go film courtroom oh, stuff. Oh, I have a flex schedule. Right. I still work 40 hours a week. You took off work to be my lawyer once. Anyway, I was sick this week, and I still went into work. So it's not like I take sick days all the time. Um. Oh, yeah. I thought it'd be a funny edit to take this video and then take the whole video, and then you cut to the cameraman and the director, and they go, nailed it. And then there, and then there's a teleprompter there that has all what she just said to now. Wow. on it. <laughs> he he, sucked, transcribe he what she sucked said. me in now, and I'm laughing at the poor woman. Yeah, it would have the teleprompter with... I know, right? With all that gibberish yeah. on it. We're all horrible Horrible, people. horrible. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to crash my truck or something. Like, I mean, no. I'm coming back home. <laughs> tomorrow you're going to crash because of the karma? Yeah. Well, I don't really believe that, but, you know, I say it. Everyone understands it. Lightning is going to strike us when we leave the studio here. Yeah. What is this? I don't know if this is even going to work. They have names like World of Warcraft or EverQuest. Online games that allow you to compete in a fantasy existence. It's supposed to be fun. It makes it's you feel worthy not and Not that much fun. Online. I've never done it. But for some, it becomes an much. obsession. I didn't want to go anywhere or do anything. So this is a news story that just came out. Like on Thanksgiving. And their point is, online games can be addictive to some. <laughs> the fr- I so suppose. The second I saw that headline, I was like, well, how much research did you do into that? But it's a pretty interesting story. This 23-year-old, we'll call him Sam, got hooked on something called Final Fantasy. For five years, it ruled his life. Yeah, it's an RPG. Be there all day. Get up at like 8 o'clock in the morning and then be there till 2, 3, 4 in the morning sometimes. Sam eventually lost his job. He says he would even <laughs> skip family outings, pretending he was ill. 
just to stay. Pretending he's riding a wolf. And then psycho. <laughs> that was you just ride wolves, I guess. Anyway, the number here six zero three four three five one one zero five. If you wanted to call in about computer game addiction or any experience with it, now. I can't say I've ever been fully immersed into a computer game addiction, but there was one weekend I bought Left for Dead. And at the end of that weekend, I looked at my computer desk and there were tring, uh, prison. Pr- <sighs> Are you Take having a, a migraine? Trisket. <laughs> I'm just reading the teleprompter. <laughs> there were Trisket boxes and Pringles cans and like Coke cans piled up. And I went, <sighs> I can see how this would happen because I started, I stopped playing the game because it was fun and started playing the game because it was what I had been doing for the rest of the weekend. And I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. I've watched it happen to someone very close to me and it, it really sucks to live with that person. And let's go ahead into that story. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, basically he was going to college and he had a job delivering pizzas and every moment he wasn't at one of those two things, he was playing world of Warcraft and it got to the point where he started skipping class, skipping work. And doing nothing but playing World of Warcraft, getting drunk all night, and talking to his 12-year-old internet friends. And it was really pathetic. So he would just build up piles of trash. Like, he would get up to go to the kitchen to grab things, but he would never get up to throw them away. Um, He would never go to bed. He would just sit there with his headphones on, playing the game, and the the trash mountain would expand off of his desk onto the floor, Hmm. onto my desk, onto the table next, like, within arm's reach of him. And it was just disgusting. And I used to get so mad at him, and he wouldn't clean up after himself. He wouldn't do anything. Like, I would invite him out places. He wouldn't come out to hang out with his friends or me. They take showers? Best friend at one point. Would he clean himself? No, he really wouldn't. It was, it was disgusting, and it made me so angry to live with this that I would start going by, and for whatever reason, if you unplugged his USB headphones, it made his computer freeze. Oh, no. So if anyone <laughs> knows what a Leroy Jenkins is, I used to walk by... Grab his headset, yell Leroy. Well, you need to explain that. And yank a- out the headset. Okay. Leroy Jenkins, there's a video of like World of Warcraft online, and one of the guys in the guild going in for the attacks named Leroy Jenkins, and he just goes around and starts killing all his teammates. No, no. Get, no, no. You know that is not what happened. That is not a story. Whatever. So these are very elaborate plans that people make. They, I don't play this game, so, so I don't know. So the people that are very much addicted to the, sh- the it's game. It's like a real battle plan. They make tactics and they get together because someone is able to do something better than any other character. So they, they have to get together and make a plan. And if they mess up, then they lose. And if the, the time that they've spent planning is wasted. So one jerk... Just decided that he's gonna mess with the whole team and just ran in. Before. Leroy Jenkins, right? And that's what Screaming I would do. I would run by his Leroy computer, Jenkins, yell Leroy at all his little twelve-year-old friends on the computer, and like hit his power switch or yank his headphones out or do something to. to Dude, just you are lucky you didn't down. get like killed. Or something. Oh, he would, he would flip out. Yeah, I mean it was. Hysterical. He could be in the middle of a raid. Yeah, he was. Oh my! I ruined, that is like the I worst thing. His day sometimes. I can sympathize, but he was ruining Andrew's him. real life. Yeah, <laughs> like his addiction was affecting my life in such negative ways. It was ridiculous. I couldn't have people over. It was the house was disgusting. I was sick of cleaning up after him. I didn't have time to do that, and oh, it was bad. But he kept his job. Yes, he did. Uh, he managed to keep his job delivering pizzas while drinking every night while on the job too. Oh. And now he's a manager. At so he has no place. time to drink during the gaming. He has no, to he drink, drink on the job. Too. Oh, um, Drinking and gaming. That's pretty good. <clears throat> but so now it's, it's really years good. later and he's still working at the pizza place. Living with his parents now. Oh, he's playing, still working? But he's got World a job. Barely. But he's living with his parents playing it's World of Warcraft. It's not delivering pizza. And his, I mean, his parents let him live there. 
I'll take that private sector worker over the public sector worker. Did you have a story? What? Oh, as far as the addiction, addiction in gaming? Sure. Uh, well, it was Warcraft, but not World of Warcraft. It, so I was playing online with other people. Is there so, a difference? There's a slight difference, but not much. No. One is uh, RTS, real-time strategy. The other one is role-playing. So one is you actually become the character to an extent. But I was just, I was so bored with going to school. I went to Catholic school my whole life. So during that last years of high school, I was spending all of my time at home playing video games on the computer because I was not interested in school. I was very bored sleeping my whole time in school see for the most part for me video games are a social activity like i've totally sat down and played eight hours of mario kart you know in fact we just did this a few nights ago at my house (laughs) but you know that's that's well they would claim it's social too they're being social with all their online friends i guess that's true yeah and And they're talking to each other i have friends that i play left for dead with on a semi-regular basis but but I only did I'm this because I had nothing else to do at that point in time. Uh, yeah, what it was point too cold to go outside. Your life. It was dark out. I guess when you're addicted and you start to mix the thing with the Oh, other you're having one of your thing. brain seizures there. <laughs> All right. Heavy rotations to everyone. We'll be back. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. If you're listening live uh, on the Sunday edition, we really appreciate it. You can call in and talk to myself, which is Ryder, Michael Garcia, and Andrew. And we were talking about online games and how people spend hours and hours of their real life day building virtual lives online. It kind of reminded me this. I broke in and I planted an idea, a simple little idea that would change everything. Inception clip, you guys. Sorry. I've never seen it. I heard parts of it. That her world was real. Oh, you missed it. Anyway. <laughs> what was the point of that? It yeah. was. It's the fact that it, in this movie, people slip into a dream state and then they begin to believe that where they are is actually real. And that it takes a lot of convincing them, in some instances, to convince them that it's not real anymore. So it's the is, Matrix? Is this like confused arousal? Confusional arousal? Confusional. That's it. Where you, <laughs> you know more about it than I do. Only because I researched it because someone in this room has it. Confused arousal? Confu- hang on. Look it up. It's confusional arousal. It's sort of like sleepwalking, but not. It's hysterical. You wake someone up, and they are awake and and moving, but they are not functioning. They're sort of functioning like a drunk person. And then if the person goes back to sleep, probably within like 10 minutes, they won't remember anything of what happened. And sometimes they will get up and and do commerce and say things. Others. Commerce. Yes, they will commerce. get up. They will get up and take a soda out of the <laughs> refrigerator, pay for the soda, drink the soda, go to sleep and not remember, and then wake up in they the wake morning up and see a soda can and say, "Oh, I had bed. a soda in the middle of the night." What the crap happened? Wow. Who planted this Who, here? And that's happened to you. This has not happened. Well, I've sold the soda. <laughs> you sold soda to people that are sleeping. To You're a horde. There was merchants. a horde of people outside a my door. Of- all they wanted was my soda. 
Then they were all confusionally aroused. <laughs> it's just a fun term to use. Uh, well, that's interesting talking about sleeping disorders. I've had some interesting sleeping disorders. I'm sure you Nobody have. cares. Nobody cares. Put it on Twitter. But I'm just kidding, Michael Garcia. What? I don't know. I don't use Twitter. No, uh, one of them is, uh, let's see, lucid dreaming. Have you ever had that? Isn't that where you're dreaming, but you're like, I know I'm dreaming? Yeah. So it's the opposite of Inception. Well, yeah. real quick, before we get too far off the topic of video games, I used to play DDR a lot, Dance Dance Revolution. Like, when I first woke up in the morning, I would play it for like an hour and get some exercise in and get really good at the game. <laughs> what if someone was like addicted to that and I played got 10 hours like a day? I, no, I played a couple hours a day, like an hour when I, before school, like an hour when I'm I got DDR home. Addict. But I started dreaming and like all my dreams were the arrows. Oh, that happens to like any game. I know, right? If you but play it's just Tetris funny a lot, because it's, it's just arrows. You'll close your eyes and you'll probably see falling blocks. Yeah, probably. Time. Okay, so go ahead. Did you hear the music in your head? I don't remember the music now. No? No. No, if you've ever experienced lucid dreaming, it's amazing. It's like you're in the Matrix. You could do anything you want. Yeah? Yeah. But that's part of I think of I a, have done that. Well, you look confused, Ryder. No? No, I'm not confused. No? Well... I it, just look confused so all the time. So I had lucid dreaming during that period of being addicted to video games, because I, sl- I never slept. But the other uh, disorder I had was hallucin- hallucinations. So I was in my classrooms, falling asleep, and then I would believe that I was awake, and right. A, it wasn't. I wasn't dreaming in the same sense that I believed I was dreaming. I would look around and believe that the classroom was me being awake, and then I would wake. I don't know. It's like Freddy Krueger. No, it, it makes it sense way. because I've done the same thing where I've I've woken up in bed and I said, "Oh man, I gotta go to the post office with this mail or something like that." Then yeah. I will fall back asleep, dream that I went to the post office, <laughs> and it's done. And then I wake up and. But you didn't think you done. were dreaming. You thought you went really went there. Correct. Yeah. Well, that's pretty freaky if (laughs) if you ever have it. And I did. Wait, what's the difference between what I just said and what you said? Nothing. I was agreeing. Oh, it's not freaky to me. It's just annoying. Like, now I do have to go to the post office for real. Like, sometimes I'll just fall asleep like six times. I got to go to the post office seven freaking times. Six times. They're fake, though. Okay, well, in in your bed, it's not freaky. But if you're in the middle of your college classroom, it gets a little scary. I don't know. That's how I felt. A few years back... My roommate at the time told me that if you put on nicotine patches, you have crazy, crazy intense dreams. Hmm. And my friend and I were up super late one night, really bored. So we decided, let's go get some nicotine patches, slap them on, and see what happens. Wow, really bored. So we drove like 20 minutes to Walmart, bought the most powerful ones we could find, brought them home, slapped on like four on each arm on the way home. And I'm a smoker, and I'm sitting there smoking away with these nicotine patches on. It wasn't really affecting me at all. He'd never smoked in his life. And we got home, eventually passed out. I had the craziest dreams ever. I don't remember any of them, unfortunately. But I remember waking up to him puking in the toilet. He like overdosed on nicotine yeah, or something. You could poison yourself with those. He, he did. But did he have any dreams? He did have dreams until he woke up sick. I had a dream. He had a dream about a about abusing nicotine ad campaign patches. for Abe Lincoln versus like Ted Kennedy or something ridiculous like oh, that. Oh, that's a rap battle. I watched that video. Really? Right? Abe Lincoln versus I have no Chuck idea. Norris. A man sentenced to jail time over petty theft charges is now facing additional charges after he attempted to sneak 30 items into the jail uh, with them in his rectum. According to the SunSentinel.com report, Neil Lansing was charged with bringing drug and tobacco products into the Sarasota County Jail after numerous items were found inside a condom which was stuffed in his uh, rear end. The Sun Sentinel report says that the condom a uh, sheriff's official found had the following in it. Mm. 17 round blue pills, one cigarette, six matches, one flint, one empty syringe with an eraser over the needle, one 
lip balm container, one additional unused condom, a receipt from CVS Pharmacy, and a paper coupon. <laughs> way too many of these items are items that go way too close to someone's mouth or body in general. They're not a condom, though. It's What's okay. What's the extra condom oh, okay. to take things out? Is it when you make oh, the, I don't the know. export of uh, items that you're Maybe stuck? it's for like long-term storage. Maybe he has to get some out and then like if he needs long-term <laughs> storage, you just use the new condom to put them back in. I What I, is the street value in the prison for that, those items? Well, it depends what the round blue pills were. Well, usually when they do these kind of busts with prohibition, they'll they'll give a value that's exponential because it is a prohibited item. So what would it cost... Well, th- I assume that... A syringe, for I, instance? Well, I did it say it was an empty syringe? Empty syringe. An empty syringe. With an eraser. Which, obviously, that's pretty smart. I would be, like, freaking out, like, trying not to move at all, because if that eraser comes off... Like, what are you going to do? You start getting stabbed? <laughs> what are you going to... Like, <laughs> yeah. you're being walked into jail. What are you going to do? You're going to call for... Are you going to turn yourself in? But you're being walked, you're, you're handcuffed. You're being walked into jail. You're getting stabbed in inside by a needle that you've... St- Stuck inside yourself. I don't think you're worried about the consequences at that point. You just don't want to die. <laughs> well, it's an empty syringe, so it's okay. But still. Until it destroys your insides. I guess. That's my point. That's my point. Like, what do you... Are the COs going to listen to you and say, hang on, hang on. Please let me pull you this hope, thing. You hope that they'll keep you alive. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> It's very confusing. I'm sure there'd be much ridicule. Wait, in the so what happened to this? What happened to this poor man? You help. He was he was caught. he's getting charged with now trying to possess illegal substances inside the jail. Okay, and I'm wondering what he, what is he doing with? How this? do they find out exactly, Andrew? How do they find that out? Well, when the girl flew by in her bounce house, I don't. know. <laughs> But since he, we're on the subject, he's checking into what jail. What better vehicle to fly right. into a house on than a bounce house? Sorry, I thought you had some experience checking no. into a jail and well, being yes, searched. But I don't know. He didn't put things in his rectum. Yeah, I didn't try that. I didn't yeah. smuggle anything. All right. In. Sorry. But did the story mention Next how he Next time got I will caught. for you. Just I assume the they check that. They, his ass? Yes, they, they check to, people naked. Yeah, you have to like, bend over and spread them. That's out. what I'm asking yeah. you, and you're not even oh, answering my question. I thought everyone knew that. Free talk live. never. Free Talk Live, Sunday edition, 603-435-1105. We only have half an hour left, and we've had some callers, but let's get a, like a, another one or two. We've had two callers. Ryder in the studio. And Michael. Michael. What? <laughs> and Andrew. And Michael. <laughs> Guys, I think I've been using uh, toilet paper wrong. What? How is that possible? I've been Why need, are you bringing this up? You need up? the three seashells like in Demolition Man. <laughs> Like, I was in the grocery store. I needed to buy some toilet paper, and it was listed under the bath tissue sign. I don't know what bath tissue is, but I've never used it's tissue. A fancy name for toilet paper. Are you sure it's bath tissue and not bath slash tissue section? No, I know it's bath tissue. Maybe they just forgot to put a slash. Am I supposed to be wrapping myself in bath tissue before I take a bath? What, you don't? All right, this bit did not go anywhere. <laughs> So how are you using it wrong though? That was the it was the and what's up with the seashells? They never explained yeah, how that didn't. really that works, right? I mean, they said we have seashells. We're in the future. We're more enlightened, but they didn't really get okay. to it. A 
okay, A, I don't know. I've never seen this movie. Of course movie. you didn't. Oh, of course. It's but B, I've heard of this thing and that, that there's like a big online discussion about how would they <laughs> sure use the is. seashells. And, and, and you've someone, read the discussion because it's the internet. I heard about it. Okay. <laughs> I heard about it. You read about it. What are some of the suggestions? <sighs> I don't, I can't even go into it. Why? It's too, it, I you can't. brought it up. It makes no sense, though. Well, any suggestion that people come up with is not more advanced than the toilet paper, than toilet paper holder. So idea. the movie is holder? wrong. I'm sure it's wrong. Wait, the toilet? Yeah, the toilet paper holder. I don't. I don't. You know wrap the it. toilet paper around the holder. He hasn't watched the movie. Anyway, <laughs> regulation so, go. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, my most hated bureaucracy, is demanding that all new cars be fitted with backup cameras by 2014. Just to add another layer of for the children protection, which is that camera that points backward and for then has a screen handle their vehicles, and then has a screen up front, right? Right, which is an option now on vehicles. If you suck at driving, you can I've still go them. ahead and buy one. They're cool. But now those of us who can handle a vehicle are all forced to subsidize the idiots. And I'm sure I offended a lot of people who have optioned for this stupid device to be on their car. Well, some people would like it as an extra safety measure. What you're upset about is that they're forcing every single car to now come equipped with it. Right, and and they lobbied, and one of their points that they lobbied on was it's for the children. So apparently they're so afraid of parents nowadays leaving their toddlers and infants just in the driveway behind their giant SUV before they back out of the driveway. Man, it happened to me every other day. I mean, if you're that negligent, I don't think a backup camera is going to help you. Like, does a backup camera help you know where you should be turning, or does it just help you know if you're about to run something over? It does the same thing as looking over your shoulder or using the mirror. Doesn't it point down, though, so you can kind of see the ground? So you can see more than what you would be able to see otherwise by turning around. Like, if you left your baby lying behind your car, you wouldn't see that by turning around. No, not necessarily. But you could see it on the backup camera. Yeah. Sometimes they have one that's beep. Yeah, they have backup beepers, too, which really don't help that much because the the beeps... The frequency changes as you get closer to the object. Right. But like I worked at a car dealership where all the new cars at this Lincoln dealership had these backup beepers. They were useless. Like when I'm parking these cars within inches of each other, you would think the beeping would help. But really, like there was no way to tell between when it's beeping very rapidly and when it's a solid beep when you've hit the thing. There was no way to discern when that line was. Well, the solid beep is obviously the kid's uh, heart monitor. <laughs> <laughs> but, now, is there any exclusions? Does it mention anything about a car being excluded from the uh, regulation? Basically, like a new every, car. No, all new cars are mandated to have this on. And if you think about it, not only do you have to pay for the cost of the camera to be installed in the back of the vehicle, you also have to pay for the cost of the LCD screen to be installed in the vehicle now if it didn't already have it equipped. And most lower-end vehicles don't have it. So a $9,000 Yaris is going to come with an LCD camera? Uh, Hang on. In 2014. Wait. I must have missed this. If you have a used, if you're buying a used car? No, no, no. no brand okay. new. The, uh, Why the, would you have to pay for it to be? grandfathered in. Because you still, that item still has to be fitted onto the vehicle from oh, the manufacturer. I see what you're saying. So you're paying for the cost, just like airbags, just like, you know, all the little gadgets that keep SUVs from rolling over. You know, all the crap that gets thrown on vehicles. So and, right now there's all these used cars, but eventually, I mean, if... if the federal government, in fact, survives, will be a point to where every car in America will have a backup camera. Well, yeah, and it's only three years away. 2014 is right. when all new cars are mandated to have this stupid feature on them. Now, this went through already? Yeah. I oh. mean, it's, Oh, yeah, it was already passed. Yeah, it says demanding that all new cars be fitted with demand. backup cameras by 2014. What? They don't pleasantly ask. They demand. They demand. But then what's next? Like, but, this is so stupid because it wouldn't be... 
obviously it's stupid, but it wouldn't be like 10 years ago, backup cameras didn't exist, and then the government would say, well, you have to invent it, right? So the government's not... It's almost stifling. They're piggybacking on technology that's been invented. That's what I'm just mandating that these features that you can option to get on your car. Right. So if you feel that you can't handle your vehicle now, you can get a backup camera on your vehicle if that option is available for that particular I'm not model. good at communicating, clearly. What I'm trying to say is, <laughs> what's the next thing that's going to be invented that is going to be an option for five years and then mandated again? Radar? That oh. beeps around your thing that tells Maybe you how far every car. Maybe the parallel parking cars or the uh, lane change radar. departure warnings. Wouldn't radar be? No. Which be... kind of radar are you talking about? Yeah, like whoa. What I do you mean, like you could radar sensing cruise control. I thought sure. you meant radar detector. That, that's an option to now. record I mean, your literally. Speed. There are vehicles that you can drive down the highway, and it can apply full throttle and full brake with cruise control on, based on the distance between you and the car in front of you. Hmm. And they have lane departure sensors that sense where the lane ends. So if you start veering off, it'll correct your steering and put you back in place. Basically, Andrew's ire is that he feels that this is creating a society of really dangerous drivers drivers that are not Because they become reliant on all this technology and all these gadgets and all these crutches, essentially, and what happens when the crutch disappears. Well, true. Well, but we're probably also raising a generation of people who are really bad at looking in dictionaries, too. Yeah. <laughs> because right. everything's reading. on Google. Right. Would you say everything that's bad? Text speak. Would you say that's bad? That we're raising people that don't know how to look in dictionaries? No, but we're not being forced to pay a bunch of money for people not, not to look in dictionaries. Okay. I, I can agree if with I that. If I work for the dictionary company, I would agree that's bad. I would say if the market was going toward a whole bunch of automated cars and people didn't have to drive anymore. Like a rail amazing. system. Uh, yeah, sure. Not, not a rail system, but well, a bunch of cars that... That are, are sort of automated, light. that yeah. you don't drive. Like in Jurassic Park. Or <laughs> in a Will Smith movie where the robots come back. AI. iRobot? iRobot. That's it, right? Yeah. He rides a motorcycle and they say that's so dangerous and because all the cars are automated. And then all the robots try to get him? Yeah. Because he's a danger to himself? Right. Exactly. I'm just trying to prove that I've seen the movie. That's <laughs> why we should all gobble up all the cars from the 60s and 70s without any of this crap on them and just hold on to them. All right. Put them in a huge let's warehouse. To, let's get to Cuba. In 100 yeah. years, we will open the warehouse. Yeah, they're, they're 54 Chevys Are we allowed in Cuba? I can't remember. Plant. I keep forgetting if I'm allowed to go there or not. Uh, either you're not or they just recently lifted the ban on it. Yeah. Sorry. Don't know anything about politics. <laughs> you don't? Nope. Oh, did you want to do that? What? I just did a parking thing for city a council. A parking thing, no big deal. Yeah, tell us about I that. talked Nick. to the city council. I tried to get them to change the stupid parking rule where if you're parked after 1 a.m. overnight between November and May, you get a ticket whether or not there's snow on the ground. Right. And basically they just took my request and said, well, we'll file it as informational, which means when they come to get to review that ordinance, which they say they're going to in the next year, they'll... Take my thoughts into consideration. And you did make it clear that people are being ticketed right now as we speak for nonsense. Right. That they were, I don't think they were too concerned about that, though. It eh. sounded like they weren't. Nope, the police chief isn't. So if the police chief's not concerned, the city council's not going to be concerned. They're just going to follow uh, what their city staff says. So I saw this. Uh, did you guys have anything, any car things more? No, if you want to change the subject, go for it. I don't really want to, but, I mean, we have to keep talking about something, right? Yeah, we do. All right, real quick. Also, you can bet that most states, once this regulation goes through, they'll require that these things are operational to pass inspections or to get the car registered 
you know, the registration renewed. So if this little piece of crap camera or LCD screen fails, then you're forced to maintain it. Oh, nice. okay. I, I see. If nobody calls in, I'm going to talk about Smart Toys for Young Geniuses, which is just a Time Magazine article. No, don't do it to me, Nick. Call in. Free Talk Live, Sunday edition. It is the final segment, 603-435-1105. Ryder in the studio. And Andrew. Did I not hit your thing, no, Michael? You I'm so sorry. I thought I hit it. Like, I did hit it, but it didn't go all the way. On the- I thought he was Michael also. Mute. Wait, am I even here? Andrew and Michael <laughs> in the studio. They're fairly new, uh, but doing good. Nuevo. Doing well. Doing uh, decent. Okay. Um... It sounds worse every time you say something. 15 smart toys for young geniuses. I'm on number three, I think. Anyway, is there a future James Cameron in your house? This fall, Hot Wheels is getting into the movie business. With Video Racer, kids can shoot, edit, and screen their own high-speed action film. A tiny camera embedded inside a standard-sized Hot Wheels car can shoot up to 12 minutes of high-quality footage as the tiny car speeds down the racetrack the video can be exported onto a small onto a computer and edited with mattel's own easy to use video software what this sounds way too fun hang on i want one of these me too are these radio controlled as in you have a con- a controller or is it on a track or what is this uh exactly. it sounds like a little camera mounted inside a hot wheels car and you just speed it around it says it speeds down a racetrack okay so i like would assume it's some sort of gravity oriented probably yeah the hot wheels tracks they have like little motors that keep them going around the track. Oh, how big is this? You can't tell how big this is from the picture. So I guess it's a Hot Wheels size car. Yeah, which is small. That's pretty amazing. The cameras these days. When I was like seven, eight, nine ish, I wanted to have like a radio show. So I took, <laughs> I took um, cassette tapes and put them in some really old recorder, and then recorded on it and talked. Yeah. Like a radio show. And I wanted to find a way to upload it online and get people to be able to download it. But I knew that would never, ever be possible. Jeez. If only I was growing up these days. I would I would be a seven-year-old. I would have like a live YouTube show daily. I guess YouTube's you not live. You were growing up with the internet. That's funny because the internet didn't exist when I was growing up. Yeah, but it was dial-up. We're not even that far apart in Yeah, age. I had dial-up too, but I would probably still go out and play in the mud. There was no reasonable way to get the bandwidth to upload regular MP3s and have them pulled down as a as a consumer level type of thing yeah but anyway i just if i was growing up these days i would have a ustream live show i would have podcasts these days, left the, and right those uh, kids of that age do have ustream shows youtube I know. channels you know they're, they're selling stuff online it's, it's amazing <laughs> well and they have cameras that are in their hot wheels <laughs> or they will right okay speaking of growing up i have a question for you guys I was having a discussion with somebody, and we were sharing stories about childhood and stuff, and all my stories had to do with my friends and I getting the most enjoyment out of humiliating each other in some way, shape, or form, or some level of violence that wasn't dangerous, but it was more funny, 
Sounds very sad. Well, we all found it hysterical, and that's the most fun we ever had. Like, my best memories were my and, friends and I making fun of each other right. or playing jokes on each other and stuff like that. And I was told that that stems from, like, a violent upbringing or something like that. Yeah. I mean, didn't you guys, what? like, joke with your friends and play pranks on them and embarrass them publicly? Well, the yes, other... to an extent. Um, no? Um, hmm... People did it to me more often than I did it to anyone else. Like, for example, we couldn't walk around high school and, like, just walk around carrying our books. We had to clench our books for dear life because one of our friends would run up and smack them out of our hands. How long is that funny for? Years. That's not no, funny. No, it really is. But I... Like, you're talking to a girl and one of your best friends just walks up and smacks all your crap out of your hands and you gotta pick it all up. <laughs> or, or, like, you're standing in a circle with your friends and you walk up behind one of them, kneel behind them, and someone pushes them over you. You're never safe just standing still. You like still do that one. Because it's fun. You're constantly like kicking your feet behind you to make sure no one's kneeling behind <laughs> you. You're holding on to your books for He's dear life. He's reliving his experience I'm in the saying, government school. Like, well, the, it was outside of school also. Right. You, you took it home with you. Maybe it I don't know. I feel I, I, I personally have very negative feelings towards my schooling and my time in school. So what you're, ta- you're describing does not sound like happy memories. Now, did you I had spend s- all your uh, time growing up in school in Catholic school, or yeah. did you? Yeah, between uh, preschool so to eighteen years of okay, age. Okay, so you're not really in public school. Yeah, at all. but it's very similar situation. I'm not saying I'm not blaming I, you for not being in public school. I'm no, just no, no. trying to get a it, reference. So point. you're still going into a compulsory school environment, right? So you have to go into the the uh, classroom. You go from one classroom to the next. You listen to the uh, authority uh, in the head. They're all similar me- methods of educating children. And training children, if you will, and we were also being educated in a Catholic school, so we had all of the religious uh, dogma being shoved down our throats. And so that environment, I feel like it's the prisoners attacking each other in response to the environment that we're all forced to be in. So yeah, occasionally we would find a victim that wasn't one of us. Like we would pick some random person, usually like a popular kid. And just follow them to the next class in like a single file with like 10 people lining up behind them. Huh? And people would just join in because it was really funny and the person in front didn't know what was going on or why this was happening. So your whole school was in on the follow someone in a single file? Well, no, like joke? people would like just like see what's going on and find it funny and people would just join in. And like our line of like three people would grow and grow and grow. How often did you do this? Every day. All right. These are the kind of things you do when you're in the school. We would also slap each other in the face insanely hard. So we all had to walk around covering oh, our, our face with our hands, too. What we used to do, Nick, is shank our friends. You know what I'm talking about? That sounds really... That's what you do in jail. Wait a no. second. That's what I happens think, in prison. Yeah, yeah. You never heard of that phrase? I've heard of it. What do you yeah. mean, shank your friends? We would run up behind them and pull their pants down when they weren't looking. In the South, you call it huh? shank. You would no, shank when you run up behind them and stab them in the back. That's, that's what shanking is. Yeah. Right. Okay, so we are in school, and we're using prison terminology for pulling down people's pants. and But, yeah... In prison, you shank someone, you kill them. You don't necessarily kill them, you just stab them. Okay, but they're going to die probably, no? Why would they probably die from just getting stabbed? Maybe. Depends if you stab them in their heart. Well, aren't you trying to kill them if you're Unless trying to stab them? they have a backup heart. I don't know. <laughs> how, don't don't, stab how don't we have backup them? hearts? Don't you think? Don't we have backup hearts? You should get hearts? on that. We have... Like, we have backup lungs, right? I mean, if one lung fails, what you can you still mean? live for oh, a bit. Oh, you mean in the human body? Yeah. You have two of them. You should have two hearts. We should. That would make sense as a survival thing. Don't like cows have two hearts or something like that? It's just the way a human being is 
An earthworm has like 28 hearts, and then if you cut it, then it grows more hearts. I guess evolution has determined that. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I have nothing to talk about. What do you guys want to do? Well, what is the next toy? I've been clicking through all these toys. They're all You haven't been talking about any of them. Yeah, they're... You've been been sharing it with the audience. From the makers of Bananagrams comes a Zip-It, a compact crossword-like letter game designed for amateur spellers. Two players divide the 24... Someone get on Cracked real quick. We need an article. So I'm very interested... <laughs> Snap your fingers some more. It'll make I'm it very interested faster. in seeing this story on WMUR about the activism in Keene. I heard about this. I haven't seen it, though. Well, um, there's a teaser trailer if you go to WMUR. Actually, this is a good thing to end the show on. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, if you go to Free Keen, Better there's a up. link to the trailer. All right. Keep talking. Oh, Stop okay. while it's loading. It's basically... Uh, it's try, it's, the, the two sides are... Is the activism helping with your rights? Is it going too far and irritating people? Now, uh, I'll play this real quick and then I gotta say something. They say they're fighting for human rights. But others say it's downright offensive. Turns a lot of families and people off. Tonight at 11, a New Hampshire town divided between a group of activists trying to change the law and those who say they're taking it too far. The public demonstrations erupting in this otherwise quiet local community that sometimes become disruptive. Dude, this force is not necessary. And why they say confrontation is the best route to change. Tonight at 11 on WMUR. My video made the final clip there of Ian blocking the cop car. That's mine, so I'm pretty proud. Um, this Congratulations. Was, this video was posted online on Friday. So when it says it's going on tonight, I'm not sure if this story already ran. Uh, some people are saying it's running tonight for some reason. I'm yeah. not sure if they're looking, not looking at the posted date. It's kind of confusing me and upsetting me somewhat. Well, if, if it but, had already gone through, wouldn't there be the... The yeah, full story the full would be story online. That, that's what I would think, but I guess it would depend on how WMUR releases their special reports, right? They could put it on their broadcast only, and if nobody recorded it and put it on YouTube... It'll never be seen again? It's gone forever. No, I'm like sure. Like the cars without backup cameras. Well, we'll have to see. No, I believe that a story hasn't been posted yet. Why would it be posted? The, why would it say it's the 18th, and then the video that was posted on the 18th says tonight at 11? I don't know, man. As we're going to call him up. All right. Well, we're in the last few seconds. You guys have anything else? Uh, I just want to uh, thank Ian for letting me be on the show. You know, I guess you invited me, but he, it is his. It is his show. You're welcome. So yeah, he paid for everything. He paid for everything. He allowed you the authority to allow people. Ian to be has on. entrusted me the authority to run the Sunday show, even though I'm not even on the other show as much as JJ or Michelle or a bunch of other people that I'm sure are plenty competent to do this. But that's the idea. Just train as many people as possible so that the Liberty message does not go silent on Free Talk Live. It's when been Ryder. Or when Ryder brings up. Anyway. DVD. Books. Music. Instruments. Periodicals. Computers. Software. Electronics. Photo. Cell phone. Office products. Home and garden. Bed and bath. Furniture. Kitchen. Pet supplies. Automotive. Hardware. Apparel. Shoes. Jewelry. Grocery. Healthcare. Sports and outdoors. Toys. Games. Used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done. Get a great deal. And a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. 